Super Bowl so I could be part of the discourse of America and uh, quite a game. I do want to mention some commercials that I like. I, um, all right, here's what I got. I particularly, I didn't watch all the commercials. You know what? My wife told me not to tell my audience this. She said, uh, oh, they're going to think we're pussies. Uh, we watched up until 930 and, and then Excuse me. Uh, and then. Is there a we dog rec- in the studio? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I got a new dog. Did you see? Did you hear him? I was going to reveal that later, but he, he won't be quiet. No, I, I was watching the Super Bowl 930. I said, look, I've got to go to sleep. Uh, so uh, she said, yeah, let's go to sleep. And then when we wake up, I was recording it. And then when we wake up, we'll watch it. We woke up at 4 a.m. And I watched the Super Bowl as if it was in real time. And it was getting close to my time to wake up. And the game was still going on in overtime. And I said to my wife, the game could still be going on this morning. We don't know. It's going back <laughs> and forth. That's right. You have could, no uh, idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but um, uh, anyway, I did watch. So I didn't see all the commercials. I know the commercials are always spoken about. It was and, interesting uh, to me because a lot of the commercials had no impact on me at all. You know, and I went back and I looked at all of them because I was like, I sort of didn't notice them. Well, first of all, I couldn't believe it was $7 million for a 30-second spot. That was an amazing stat. I remember when it went to a million dollars for a Super Bowl commercial, and I thought, that is insane because... Yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah, I mean, we work in radio. In radio, we used to crow... I remember there was a time at K-Rock when we were syndicated that we were getting about $30,000 a minute. And I remember there was a big celebration. Uh, you know, there were some movie studios that would pay thirty dollars or $50,000. And you'd go, whoa. Uh, so that's the real victory. $7 million for a 30-second spot. But I was thinking about the Super Bowl in general. It starts at 6.30 at night. And I'm like, oh, but I understand they want a big primetime audience. and uh, yeah. but. But for morning radio people, the Super Bowl should be over at 10 p.m. No matter who's ahead, 10 p.m. you win. That's it. That's it. How about 7 p.m.? This is an afternoon sport. uh, I would love it, but they will never do it. They will never do it. Uh, A couple of commercials I was going to mention first before I get to the game. Uh, I liked... I'm with you. I didn't love any commercial that sort of blew me away because right. what could what were they going to do in a 30 second joke? I mean, what 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 joke could they make in 30 seconds? But I had a couple of laughs at the Reese's peanut butter cups commercial. They were announcing they were changing the formula to Reese's peanut butter cups where they're going to now smear caramel over the chocolate and the peanut butter. And the uh, the commercial was we're making a change to the original formula of Reese's. And these people at the party start throwing themselves out a window, crashing yeah. through tables. And I I like that. That was very funny to me. And then they go, no, no, no. We're adding caramel. And then they even go more berserk. I thought that was a good one. <laughs> I thought the commercial with Christopher Walken, where everywhere he goes, people are doing Christopher Walken. That, that, that was yeah, a good one. Was, okay, I noticed, yeah. The new Planet of the Apes looks awesome. Awesome, I cannot right. wait. Awesome, right? Okay. And what else I'm excited about is John Krasinski's prequel 
to the thing on Netflix, but they're releasing it as a movie where at, where the world went silent because if you make noise, the aliens kill you. They're going to have a prequel. That looked really good. That looked really good. Yeah. I'm I'm really so into, I'm like, gee, this Krasinski guy, he has a lot of ideas about this silent thing. He has a lot of ideas about that. And then, I, I mean, I actually know John Krasinski a bit. I went on vacation with him once. I, uh, it's a long story, but who knew he had a thought in his head? I didn't know. <laughs> he didn't sound I, all that. He didn't, no. uh, you know, register on your radar. No, his wife is Emily Blunt. You go, oh, the poor bastard. He's married. He's got to live in Emily Blunt's shadow. This guy is such a creative he's that there was another prolific. commercial. There was another commercial for a different John Krasinski movie. It about is what Ma- it was called. If. Yeah. And that looked good. Imaginary Friends, it was called. So yeah. there you go. So good for him. I'm happy for him. Uh, yeah. So those were the commercials that stood out. And of course, uh, the other commercial that stood out to me was the Arnold Schwarzenegger series <laughs> where he can't say words with R at the end of them. Yeah. Neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> neighbor. And I thought that was good. And then Danny DeVito comes in and says neighbor. Yeah. And I, I thought that was creative. Okay. So there's the ones that I thought were good. Um, exceptional, perhaps. I was very, you know, like I, again, I knew that um, Eric Andre was going to be in a commercial. I couldn't so believe I said, it. Where the heck is this commercial? Uh, somehow I missed it. So I went oh, I back saw and it. looked at that one. Yeah, and that I, I saw. Like, oh, they put him in a bad commercial. <laughs> well, but the point is that Eric Andre, you know, there is a, uh, I'm a huge Eric Andre fan. I believe it's on Netflix, but I could be wrong. I don't know where I saw it. But it's a half-hour comedy special they just released of Eric Andre's live show. I think I wrote it down. Maybe I didn't because I wanted to get... Oh, oh, it's called Eric Andre Near Broadway, which is a funny title. <laughs> <clears throat> and um, it's... Oh, it's on Max. I recommend it highly. It, it is the height of stupidity. It kind of reminded me when we used to do live shows at like Club Benet. And it was really crazy. Like one time we did a live show back in the, I want to say early nineties or eight or late eighties. No, how to be late eighties. Yeah. What? No, no. 90s? You, you think it was the late eighties when I did, yeah. when I did the mid eighties, mid eighties. Wow. Wow. All right. We did the fake prom. Like for anyone, you could only go if you'd never been to your prom. Cause I, of course I'd never been to a prom because no one would want to go with me. But, um, <laughs> At the prom, for example, we chose a prom king and a prom queen. And the prom queen ended up taking her high heel and sticking it in the prom king's ass. Yes. It was crazy. Like, crazy shit would go on. It wasn't like a stand-up show. It was more of like theater of the absurd. It was a happening. It was like you didn't know what was going to go on. Yeah, we had a couple of things we would do, but for the most part, we just get up on stage and make stupid shit happen with the audience. And uh, I'm not going to tell you they were good shows. They were downright fucking weird, but they were funny. Uh, at one point, I remember we had to confiscate all the salt and pepper shakers on the tables <laughs> at Club Benet because our audience was not stealing them, but throwing them at us. <laughs> and uh, it was like America's got talent for the criminally insane. And people would get up and perform and we would perform. And it was really nutty. And in that spirit, Eric Andre seemed to capture something in his special Eric Andre on Broadway. He 
it was or just near funny Broadway. <laughs> near Broadway. You got to You got to see it. It's just funny. He brought guests on. He brought people from the audience on and then they're spraying him with shit and he's throwing himself onto tables. And it was just it was it looked it looked like the, if we had videotaped the Club Binet show. Yeah. And uh, I was very, very proud of him and I thought it was great. But I mean, he's like blowing a priest on stage and, uh, you know, it, it's all kinds of crazy. Not, you know, you don't see him blowing them, but you kind of do. And it's so funny. And I went, there's Eric Andre in a Super Bowl commercial. And I was thinking, well, maybe there's hope for me yet. Maybe I will be in a Super Bowl commercial one day. If Eric can do it, maybe I could do it, but. We'll see. I don't think we'll anybody see. had seen his act. I think, <laughs> think the people who hired him had no idea who he was. <laughs> That's right. Because I'm watching his special and it is funny. <laughs> and I remember giggling because Eric Andre is rimming the Grim Reaper. And he says to the audience, <laughs> anybody want to see me rim the Grim Reaper? And everyone's like cheering. <laughs> and, then, and at one point he just starts yelling out, I love heroin or something. And I mean, I'm like, he got a Super Bowl commercial. There's hope for me. Hope for me. I'm going to get but one. But you of those. wouldn't have taken that Super Bowl commercial if, if they read that commercial to you. What was you it again? It? You know, it you know, was... I was. Oh, okay, go on. You were. What? No, I was going to say I, I don't remember the content of it. I just remember okay. seeing Eric on it an airplane. Was drumstick that ice cream. Oh, the cone. ice cream. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and he was sick on the plane. And he was asking for a doctor, and somehow this little figurine or dummy yeah. or something they made up said, I'm a doctor. And then he gets <laughs> up and he gives everybody on the plane drumsticks, and they're all eating while Eric is is supposedly sick and needs help. Yeah, I might have said to them, look, I'm desperate for a Super Bowl commercial, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I, I probably would have turned that down because... First of all, for the sponsor, and I've been selling stuff on the radio for a long time. You don't want people throwing up when you're suggesting they eat your ice cream. You just no. don't want throw up and, and your and your dessert in the same commercial. So that's an interesting thing. I will tell you that my assistant called me and said, I guess drumsticks heard me talking about how I don't have a Super Bowl commercial. So they contacted me and sent over free uh, drumstick ice cream cones. Oh, they did. They did, and I went, I don't want your ice cream cone. Just give me the fucking money for a commercial and write a good one. Now, if I was the sponsor, I would have had Eric shove that drumstick up his ass. Because <laughs> that's, that's what he does best. But uh, Eric Andre near Broadway, very funny. And uh, he got a Super Bowl commercial. And, and good for him. I mean, uh, I never thought I'd see the day. So it sh shows yeah, you. Yeah, they said they were paying ridiculous amounts of money to stars to be in these things. You know, in the old days, you couldn't get a star to be in a commercial. It was considered taboo because there was money to be made in movies. But now there's no money in movies, so they're all doing commercials. I don't, every, I don't oh blame them. Oh, my goodness. Uh, every star in Hollywood was at the Super Bowl in a commercial last night. Yeah. You didn't exist unless you were in a commercial. Um, but I, at some point, I had to start fast forwarding this morning through the commercials, so I didn't. I didn't see all of them. I mean, I, I didn't get to watch it. But those are the ones that stuck out. Um, this is funny. Here, I'll give you some funny Super Bowl shit that went down. You know, Matt Gates, that 
that weird the Congress guy. Is he a congressman? Yeah. He's a congressman. I didn't know you could still tell your wife what to do. He, he tweeted, wife, today is this. This is on um, Twitter. Like a script. Wife, today is the Super Bowl. Me. Why aren't we watching? Oh, no. Me. We aren't watching. The wife goes, why not? Me. They're desecrating America's national anthem by playing something called the Black National Anthem. Wife. Does that mean Cardi is performing? So... Matt Gates is able to tell his wife she's not watching the Super Bowl because he didn't like this woman, Andra Day, singing Lift Every Voice and Sing because it's considered the Black National Anthem. I tell you, some people are still, their feet are firmly planted in the ground. Well, yeah. the idea that he is telling his wife she can't watch something on TV is yeah. also... A firmly planted idea about what a husband gets to do to his wife. I didn't care whether it's the Black National Anthem or not. I thought that Andre Day is hot. She's very exotic looking. I like her. I somehow missed that. I didn't see the, thing where are the you? National Anthem. You know, I was running in and out trying to get running to, you know, uh, <laughs> set up too to busy. watch the whole thing. And You're so too I might have stepped out of the room for a minute. Howard, what is yeah. with you? You are too busy. I called you twice yesterday, and no, you no did? I get that voice. Yeah, get voicemail two times. Um, I, I and, was, yeah, I was very busy yesterday. Yeah, you're completely unavailable. I called her on Friday. She goes, "Friday's a terrible day for me." I don't know what day it was, but she goes, Friday's a terrible day for me. I have this and I have that, and I'm like, "Why are you so busy? What are you busy with over there?" It's like um a bee's nest. In Robin's place. <laughs> I call over there and it's like, I'm busy. I tell you, it's easier to contact my buddy Ralph than Robin. I'm not kidding. Oh. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> He's easy what to it? get a hold of. <laughs> yeah, what do you want, Gary? No, I was going to say that the, 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 these things go on forever. So I think <clears throat> kickoff was like 642. <clears throat> I think right. that uh, that Audra O'Day thing was at like <clears throat> 611. <clears throat> like they start, everything starts so early now. All these guys are super proud of like <clears throat> tweeting and uh like 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 just saying their every thought like you know a congressman wouldn't really go ahead and say lift every voice and sing I won't let my wife watch the super bowl these guys, any moronic thing they're thinking they tweet and I tell you their audience and I hope their audience is getting smaller but their audience Eats it up. It's like saying, I'm dumb as shit and proud of it. You know yeah. what I mean? But uh, Audra Day, I mean, it was a lovely song. I don't know. It's a black national anthem. Who gives a fuck what it is? If some black guy's sitting there watching that and feels good about himself, why do I care? Really, well, get a grip. You could object to any song for any reason. I'm not watching right. it because I don't like, you know, some anyway, artist. Here's Audra Day. No, a presentation oh. of Lift Dep this Alan Roach. How did I miss this with this guy? <laughs> oh, my. I don't know. <laughs> Alan Roach is the announcer. I go nuts when he announces. I mean, what what a voice. And now he takes words and adds extra syllables on. Yes. Like, 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 and now to sing. 
the national anthem or the black national anthem is Audra Day. Andra Day. Andra Day. His voice cuts through everything. I don't oh, care yeah. if there was a thunderstorm. Oh, my God. You, He could cut through it. And now, but it's like, it's literally down here. And now, <laughs> strap the fuck in, Black America. It's time for your anthem. Matt Gates, turn off the TV so your wife doesn't see it. And now, the Black National Anthem from Andra Dare. Now, a presentation of Lift Every Voice and Sing. Perform Sing. And Sing. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what a voice on that guy. And now, prepare yourself, black people. Here comes your moment. I tweeted back at Matt Gates. I'm going to fuck your wife and then let her watch whatever she wants. I'm going to liberate her. Thank you. Well, if you're going to fuck her without her permission, you're just like him. So, no, <laughs> of course you get permission. Straight. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, you get you got to get permission. That I that I know. But uh, no, I mean, who like okay? So let's say it is the black national or the unofficial black national anthem. First of all, I know uh, plenty of black people. Well, I know one or two black people. I've never heard them mention this. All right, you know me, okay. I know you. No, I know, I know like five other black people. And, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not bothered by that, that it's a, it seems like a very nice song. It's about, uh, lift every voice and sing. I don't know. And if somebody out there believes that's the black national anthem, let them believe it. Why do you have to like ban yourself from what? Like, it's like throwing yourself off a building? I mean, well, I'm not going to watch that Super Bowl. Well, Someone's going to sing a song that means something to black people. Who cares? It's the same as a a, a trans person holding a can of beer, and now you're not going <laughs> to yeah. drink the beer. <laughs> I saw Post Malone drinking Bud Light up there. Yep. Uh, yep. Dancing and drinking. Yeah. I do the same thing. I don't even drink beer, but I would drink Bud Light if I was at a game and I was on TV to support them. Uh, so here's Andra Day singing Lift Every Voice and Sing. Now, a presentation of Lift Every Voice and Sing, performed by Grammy Award winning recording artist Andra Day. Lift every voice and sing. I was like, now, I didn't know this was the Black National Anthem. And I was just like, oh, a pleasant song. I mean, it didn't actually yeah, move me. Yeah, if Matt Gates had turned it on after that <laughs> yeah. announcement, he'd have just said, well, she's got a nice voice. Wonder what that song is. I don't know. You know, and, and so if, if if there is a black family somewhere sitting there going, hey, that's my national anthem, God bless. Have a party. Or even if that- they're not. That, what does it mean but, to you? But how could that case? bother you? But how could that bother you? But that's my point. What does it mean to him that there's a black national anthem? I mean, if everyone before the game was giving a Nazi salute, I wouldn't watch it. I get that. But 
I don't care if there's a song that somebody believes is the black national anthem. We're not even sure it is the black national I don't know that blacks have gotten together and decided that is the black national anthem. No, nobody asked me to vote. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone believes you're Indian. They, uh, <laughs> they don't know. I never uh, get invited po- to those meetings. <laughs> where they decide what the black national anthem is? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? Before, this is all before the game. Post Malone. Performed America the Beautiful. And I got to say, that dude is talented. Yeah. I uh, was watching and um, I know how hard it is to play guitar. Oh, my God. Just try doing like a simple scale on a guitar. It is so difficult. That's why you got to hail Eddie Van Halen, Billy Gibbons. uh, I mean, Jimi Hendrix. uh, It's just unbelievable. Post Malone is singing America the Beautiful. He's like kind of finger picking that guitar. That, the boy can play. He can play. He and can play, uh, and he, he can, can sing. sing. Yeah. I, I, I was moved by his performance. In celebration of our country, performing America the Beautiful, please welcome <laughs> nine times Diamond Certified Global Superstar, Post Malone. I wish I could do that. Just play that. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. A couple of dudes were crying on the sideline. You know, you look at him and you go, you can't believe a guy with that many tattoos on his face can sing so beautifully, you know? Well, that's the thing. It's like, did, did yeah. Matt Gates see all the tattoos on his face? Maybe <laughs> no, he, he didn't, didn't. want to watch because of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Fucking crazy. Because you look at Post Malone, and the same with that guy Jelly Roll. You look at those dudes. I was watching a video of Jelly Roll meeting Paul McCartney, and Paul McCartney's just staring at Jelly Roll's face. And, like, <laughs> and they're being very, you know, Paul McCartney's smart. He's like, hmm, I'm in close proximity to a guy who looks like he just got out of prison. I'm going right. to be really nice. I'm going to go overboard. <laughs> and, and Paul McCartney's chasing, shaking his hand and, you know, like nodding up and down, listening to everything Jelly Roll has to say. You meet a dude with like a lot of hardcore tattoos all over his face. You better pay attention and be on uh, good behavior. If it looks like he did them himself, <laughs> you yeah. really ought to be nice. Yeah. When I meet like a Post Malone or Jelly Roll and there's tattoos all over his face, I'm like, you know, it's, hi, how are you, sir? You know, I, I'm like very. And those tattoos look like doodles on a bathroom wall. It's not even like yeah. there's any thought that was put in. Somebody just said, slap one of that, some slap some shit on me, and I'll look at it later. Doesn't look like a whole lot of thought went into it. Jelly Roll's got shit scribbled all over his face. And he's standing there with Paul McCartney, and Paul's like, oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, I wish you had been in the Beatles. You know. Interesting young man. His, his face looked like a... Uh, Violent coloring book. Somebody graffitied his face. <laughs> Someone must have thought he was a wall. <laughs> <laughs> but it's such a cool video watching Paul McCartney. I, I wish I could remember who it was. It's Paul McCartney, Jelly Roll, and someone's introducing Paul McCartney to Jelly Roll. And Paul McCartney's just like, he looks like he saw the ghost of John Lennon and George Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <sighs> 
You're wonderful. It's so funny because I just saw this little clip of, you know, that first landing of the Beatles in America. And immediately yeah. after they get off the plane, they have their first press conference. And everybody starts asking them about their hair because mm, that right. was the big deal. These boys with long hair and bangs. Yeah, forget that. Forget all that. this Even- stuff. Look at what they have to do now, Howard, to get attention. <laughs> Back in our day, we just had long hair. Now, <laughs> you have to scribble all over your face. But you're fabulous. You're wonderful. Where the fuck is my security? <laughs> George would have loved you. He was into that. Oh, it was uh, John Bon Jovi introducing Jelly Roll to Paul McCartney. Oh, my Paul goodness. McCart- yeah, it, it's a great little clip backstage. I don't know where I saw it. Maybe on Instagram or something. But it was just... It, you know why they put it up there. It's just so great to see Paul's face as he's <laughs> meeting this guy. Please, please don't shank me. Uh, <laughs> that's my British accent. Uh, yeah, so Post Malone did America the Beautiful. Reba McIntyre. Shit, I'm at that age where I went, Reba McIntyre? I didn't even know she was still alive. She's so old. And then uh, oh, I... Stop I, it. I, I said to Siri, how old is Reba McIntyre? She's 68. She's younger Yeah, she's than younger than you. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. It's like, wow. That's fucked up. But well. she must have had some place to go. She raced through Amer- uh, those national anthem. Well, she had the under. So uh, she wanted <laughs> to win. To honor America and yeah. perform our national anthem. What is that guy's life like, Alan Rodriguez? I I can't help but laugh every time he gets to the middle of a sentence. It's like he's going to keep that up the whole time. Well, that's how he talks because we had him on. Yeah, he doesn't really like he doesn't push it just for like announcing. He that's how he talks. Howard Stern. Enunciates every. If I had a voice like that, I'd enunciate every syllable. Robin. Yeah, you got McIntyre. every letter in there. Robin. Alan Roach Robin adds quivers. extra syllables to, to words like McIntyre. It's like McIntyre. Entertainment icon Reba McIntyre. Hey. Er. Er. I'll, I'd like a double cheeseburger and medium fry. Well, cheers, uh, great juice. The Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award, presented by Nationwide, is the league's highest honor. Me. I'm so, I can't believe that a human being has a voice like that. Excuse me. What dipping sauces do you have? <laughs> ba ba Ba-ba-booey. That Baba Booey, I tell you, that word is a universal, Baba Booey. Baba Booey. When we named Gary Baba Booey, I never knew how big it would be. I got um, a text from Adam Levine of Maroon 5. Baba Booey. With with his, you know, he's got an infant at home. Mm -hmm. And Adam's going, 
Baba Booey. And the kid is cracking up. The kid's an infant. Doesn't know what... Baba Booey. The word Baba Booey just makes a kid Baba giggle. Booey. Baba wow. Booey. And the kid's like... Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's never met Gary. <laughs> Excuse me. Baba Booey. May I use your bath? Oh, wait till he grows up and sees Gary. They don't really get a good laugh. <laughs> Excuse me. Baba May I Bowie. use your bathroom? Uh, and I hope you have toilet paper because I have to shit. I have to defecate. <laughs> Please give a warm welcome to Walter's children, Jarrett and Brittany. Please welcome the captains <laughs> from the 49ers and the Chiefs. And now, that's what I love about announcers. No one on the planet talks like this except announcers. Yeah. It's nuts. I mean, you don't hear human beings talking like this. And it. Free Bill Vinovich. I'll tell you what, when this son of a bitch talks, so you pay attention. Like, I'm, I'm like doing a million things, getting ready for the Super Bowl, and he opens his yap, and I'm like, Wow, that cuts through. I better pay attention. Something important's happening. Right. The NFC champions, San Francisco 49ers. The AFC champions, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, hello. Uh, yes. I'll hold. I'd love to just tape him for a day doing regular conversation. <laughs> you know, I had asparagus last night and my pee smells really awful. It all comes down to this. An entire season has been played for the right to lift. Of course, uh, Richard Christie went to his favorite Kansas City Chiefs sports bar. I get a kick out of this. I, I wondered did fi- if he watched it, watched it at home or if he went to his sports bar. He went to his sports bar, but I, um, I kind of admit I was into the, you know, I, I told you, I really like Brock Purdy's story of being, you know, Mr. Irrelevant or whatever they call him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, being the last pick in the draft. And now he's this great quarterback leading a great team. But I found myself again rooting for Kansas City. And I think it's because of Richard Christie's passion or I, I, although I do like big fat Andy Reid with that horrible mustache. And I like the whole Taylor Swift with the Travis Kelsey drama. You know, I have to say that I'm now buying that Taylor Swift is madly in love with him. Well, here's the thing. It's kind of like The Bachelor. Let me explain. Okay. You know, uh, there's a two-part Bachelor, by the way, this week. I got it in advance. Oh. It is so it is so fantastic. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I mean, uh, it is unbelievable. Girls bullying other girls. Wow. I mean, it was it was better. The Super Bowl was great. One of the best ones I've ever seen, but. This 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 week's uh, double parter uh, bachelor, right up there with the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, I give him a free commercial. When I see something good, I got to say it. But uh, I mean, the drama is just unbelievable. These girls fighting over this dude Joey, and Joey's a nice looking guy. Takes his shirt off at one point. He's got the six pack. He surfs. He plays sports. But like I told you, 
He lives on his in his sister's apartment rent-free. And he's proud that he doesn't have to live on the couch. He lives in his own room. The sister gave him a room. And I'm like, wait till these girls wake up. There's some beauties on there. Wait till these girls wake up and they go visit him at home for those hometowns. And he says, here's where I live. And it's his sister's, be- you know, a room in his sister's house. <laughs> I'm telling you, not that's even a deal his place. I don't care if you have a 26 pack. You, these <laughs> chicks ain't going to be with you. I mean, wise the fuck up. This dude, he's carrying. Oh, my God. Joey surfs. And when he takes off his shirt. Uh, did I mention he lives in his sister's house in a bedroom? What? <laughs> yeah. That, be prepared. Like, if you guys get serious, you're going to have to move into the room with him. Oh, doesn't he have a job? Yeah. yeah. He, he told Jimmy Kimmel that his job is being the bachelor. Do you? But that's think over. When he does those, the, the, the hometown thing. Yeah. And he takes a girl to his <laughs> home. He bet, yeah. He's going to take. Him to his little bedroom in well, his maybe sister's he'll, apartment. Maybe he'll go to his mom and dad's house and act <laughs> like that's his house. Uh, but oh, anyway, honey, I'm so, with, oh, honey, uh, I'm so in love with you. Yeah, um, where are you going? I'm going to use the bathroom. No, 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 no. My sister's in there taking a dump. Mm-hmm. Don't go in. She'll, she'll throw me out. Oh, don't make too much she, noise. She's sleeping. <laughs> we were going to Africa on dates uh, a few of weeks ago. Well, I don't have any money for that shit. Now it's getting real, honey. We're going to live in my sister's house in a bedroom. And don't go into the living room. We're not allowed. You know, well, is your sister done taking a dump yet? No, because she's going to take a shower. You could, You know what? There's a deli around the corner. Go pee there. And bring your toothbrush. <laughs> what fucking you gotta be kidding me. oh and she's like oh my god joey plays tennis and joey surfs and joey loves sunsets and joe and and joey loves not working it's the best episode ever coming up two-parter joey loves sunsets because he never's up at the time the sun rises <laughs> my entire <laughs> life am i i'm gonna tell the truth and i'm not lying I never saw a sunset my entire 18 years living in the house with my parents. You know why? I'm not kidding. I didn't have time. I never surfed. I spent every waking minute shitting my pants, worrying about making a living. I had a job at a plumbing supply house. I was like, how am I going to make? My father is not going to give me a dime. Now, I don't know who's indulging this Joey. I'd have a six pack right now if I could if I could spend my days surfing and playing tennis. Well, it seems like people have indulged him all of his life. Even his yeah. sister doesn't want to make him pay rent on. He the should room, have to pay so something. He could he could act like a responsible human being. They're still treating him <laughs> like a little boy. No, I don't want my brother to pay rent because I like. He said he claimed to Jimmy that he likes. Uh, he, his uh, sister likes holding it over his head that he doesn't. Uh, pay rent and and what man wouldn't revel in that (laughs) my entire life i was one neurotic sense of worry how am i you know my father thinks i'm an idiot i probably am (laughs) how am i gonna make a living this was my worry in life and and you know what joey was worrying about the size of the waves that day like gee are we gonna catch a good one or not 
And these girls are oohing and aahing. They're, they're up with the waves and Joey's on the beach. He looks great in a bathing suit. I'm like, oh, I can't wait till they go home, live in the sister's house together. This, and some of these girls, I know they ain't doing that. They ain't fantasizing about that. No, they're loving anyway. the dates they're going on with him now. But what I was saying about Taylor Swift and, and, uh, Travis Kelsey. Oh, they had a makeout session after the game on camera. Well, that's why I brought up The Bachelor. Right now, the adrenaline rush is, re- first of all, <laughs> the prime minister or whatever they call him over there of Japan was like issuing a, a Taylor Swift will make it back from Japan to get to yeah. the Super Bowl. The adrenaline rush of this relationship has got to be so, I mean, he's at the Super Bowl. She's on TV with him. She's rushing from the concert. The amount of attention is just mind-blowing. And even there that, were in- alerts on my phone. She's boarded the plane. The right. plane is over. <laughs> I was well, like, this is the most important trip ever taken. Well, it's like Joey with the waves and the, and the beautiful vacations. So it is so, it is such an adrenaline rush. Even this whole idea that they're the only two people in the world who can relate to this kind of attention. Not even Patrick Mahomes can relate to it. We're, <laughs> oh, darling, we're in this together. And, you know, and, and uh, Travis is like, oh, my sweet, you and I will we'll survive anything if we can. Like they're going through a war in Afghanistan. Uh, right. You know, yeah. The, this is a paparazzi. Horrible situation mm. we're in, but we'll get through it. Honey, there's paparazzi in front of the house, the back of the house, the sides of the house. <laughs> I've dug you a tunnel. We're going to get out of this thing. <laughs> you know, who knows what the fuck is going on there? I mean, and. And so, you know. And then you make out on the field and the world is watching. It's like, it's like for her, it's like being pretty woman. And for him, it's like being Richard Gere. I mean, it, it, Travis Kelsey never got this kind. I mean, yes, the guy gets attention. He's a great uh, football player, but th- this is a mind blowing attention. This is right, worldwide. Right. They got to get married. There's no, there's no turning back now. They can't break up. <laughs> they got to get married. There's got to be a payoff. But uh, they might not. Listen. She could not. She was initiating everything. That's why I was like, he's, you know, he's ready for a, a big hug or whatever. She starts kissing him and she can't stop. You know, Ooh, I didn't like see she that. hugs him and then she kisses him some more. Jesus Christ. All of a sudden, you know, <laughs> she was very, you looked at her, she was very virginal, you know. But now you're like, you can't, Jesus, these two must be going wild. <laughs> Yeah, you think, oh my goodness, what's going on in that yeah. bedroom? Because she's just, she's got him wrapped up and won't let him go. And they're in the middle well, of the field. field. Of Every all, eye is on them. The cameras are on. It's them. very exciting. I like watching it personally. I like when they went to Taylor Swift in the box. And oh my God, the poor bastards who uh, bet the Taylor Swift. Who was the favorite? I guess Brittany Mahomes. And. It was. Uh, 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 Gigi Hadid was one of the people, and then there was well, that was a long model. shot. Yeah, yeah, there was another model, Cara Delevingne. Well, yeah. anyway, they went to Taylor Swift for the first time, and I'm watching this to see how the bet's going to turn out. I go, who the fuck is this sitting next to her on either side? They're two unknowns. I don't know who this is. And my and my wife said, that's um. Uh, what the fuck is her name? John, who Icy was the girl? Ice Spice or something? Yeah, Ice Spice or, and then it there was, was a blonde. Uh, 
Yeah. Blake Lively and Blake Lively. Ice Spice was there too. But then there was also, uh, Ashley Avignon, who's a sty- stylist and best friend of Taylor. So once Ashley was there, all bets were off. Right. Well, uh, but my they, God. But, but they, uh, they hit the over on showing Taylor by the third quarter. It was five and a half times and they totally exceeded that. So that was a big hit for, uh, People yeah. thought she'd be on quite a bit, which she was. And, and by the way, I thought that uh, it wasn't enough. I would have liked a couple more shots of what was going on in that skybox. It was very quick. They were being a little too respectful of her privacy, I thought. Uh, I, I want She's there. I want to see the what's NFL going on. The NFL didn't take enough advantage of her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every time they went to Joe Montana, I was like, "Let's." <laughs> we don't want to see, no offense to Mr. Montana, we want to see Taylor Swift and what's doing in that skybox and what, you know. Also, what is her thing with Lana Del Rey? Um, Taylor Swift was like, even at the Grammys, she holds Lana Del Rey's hand and drags her up on stage. When, when Taylor Swift wins a Grammy, she brings Lana Del Rey. John, what's the story there? They're pals. Like they, they hang a lot and, and a lot of the award shows. Taylor gets a lot of flack because she'll dance and sing along and people think she's doing it because, you know, she wants the cameras on her. It's not the case. She always has done that. And Lana Del Rey is one of her one of her buddies. And with the Super Bowl, it was interesting because Kelsey did not have a big game. The first three quarters, he was they took him out of the game and you had to figure CBS was like, come on, Travis, give us something. So they switched to if the Chiefs got a first down, they'd go to. Taylor to get her reaction, you know. Why, anything by the way, the I broadcast. mean, Travis Kelsey is such a great player. Why? Why was that? I thought the, they were struggling without him. Why did they, they do that, John? The Niners did a great job. They were double teaming Travis Kelsey all night. Like he they was definitely, covered, yeah. If they said if you're going to beat us, we're going to have other. And the Niners looked great until they fumbled that punt and gave Kansas City a chance to score, and that really changed things. It was. I thought a lot. Some people thought it was a boring game. I thought it was a really good game. Oh, the defenses yeah. were oh, great. Amazing. It was great. And it went and it went to OT. I mean that that's that's pretty crazy. When they missed that oh, extra point, it. it was like uh oh. Like you, you gave Kansas City a chance to kick a field goal instead of score a touchdown to tie it. And that's really when things yeah, got Yeah, my wife really, kept really... saying that. She kept saying, like, you know, I'm talking about that first half. She goes, ah, oh, it's a really boring game. I go, you know what? I don't think it is. I'm kind of digging the fact that these guys are, like, really tight right now. And, and they're, you know, I, yeah, I thought nobody could game. get anything done because both defenses were playing so well. And that, I mean, they were trying. You know, these, these two quarterbacks are hot shots and they can make things happen. But those Harry defenses said, were amazing. Gary said it was a terrible game this morning. What, well, Gary, what, what? are you thinking? I, th- I mean, I thought it had all the excitement and drama that you need in a Super Bowl. It, because you're, you're thinking of the end of the game, but the first no, half. No, I like the first of, half. <clears throat> I thought the first half was kind of dull. It was like nobody was scoring and it, I just didn't <clears throat> think it was, it was supposed to be a high scoring game. These are two of the greatest <clears throat> quarterbacks and it's supposed to be a lot of, and it just was kind of quiet. And then even like midway through the third quarter, I thought it was when it got good. Uh, That's know. crazy. I disagree, Gary. I thought the defenses yeah. were great. It was one of those games. You were on the edge of your seat the entire high. game. It was tense. Like you were waiting for someone to make a mistake. And, and I mean, the guy hit a 55 yard field goal. The next guy hit a 57 wow. yard field goal. I something. mean, it was, it was, by the I, way, I you guys, don't you guys think that like this whole Taylor Swift thing being at the game, if Taylor Swift, like if you're Lana Del Rey, who doesn't have, you know, a huge career, 
if Taylor Swift asks you to sit next to her at a football game, it's the new version of Johnny Carson calling you over to the couch. It can launch a career, I'm pretty sure, because I wasn't even really clear on who Blake Lively was. Uh, I certainly didn't know who the other two broads were that were hanging around. I didn't know who the fuck anyone. Ice now, Spice it's, and now I'm, I'm no. now I'm looking now I'm, now I'm googling Ice Spice. <laughs> there's you know a woman I mean? who's there's a woman whose name I never heard till this morning. And uh, uh, JD knows how to say it. It's like some, but it was the uh, the dark haired woman that was next to her. The, a bunch of people thought it was Mila Kunis. It's somebody else. I don't know who she is. I don't know. What I she thought does. that was uh, Selena Gomez. I don't think so. No, I don't JD, know. Who was that? JD and I were in touch this weekend. Oh, we're. I, th I, I, think, I think JD was... JD's not on right now because he's unconscious. Because um, <laughs> JD JD. Sent me a uh, <laughs> JD sent me an email with a link to the Seth Meyers show, uh -huh. and he was right on the money. This kid. Um, I had already seen it by the time JD sent it to me because uh, Seth Meyers had on Dakota Johnson, the actress. She comes out in an outfit that shouldn't have worked. It is a see-through outfit with a thong on. Body suit. I gotta tell you, my head fucking exploded. That girl <laughs> is so fucking hot. She is so fuck. Even the way she talks, the way she moves, she turned around full on ass shot on the Seth Meyers show. The thong, the ch ass cheeks. She even goes, "You guys are all looking at my ass cheeks." Uh, <laughs> well, JD, look at what you wore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, JD and I beat off together all the First time that ever happened. <laughs> And JD said to me, I almost lost my mind when she walked out, right, JD? I was when she walked out, you saw I saw you could see her legs. I was like, yeah. there's no way. It's gotta be some bodysuit, but you know, full, you know, full back. But when she walked up to the chair, you saw ass. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> what oh, an ass. Right. And I was Listen. like I was like JFK in the movie JFK when the lawyer's going back and to the left. I was going back and forth with the video over and over. Oh, you uh, mean for the Sapruder film? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you just kept rewinding and going back. Yeah, I did that like five times. That's how hot that chick is. Yeah. I mean, I think it's grossly unfair that she has two famous parents, grew up privileged, and she's that hot. I mean, and it's not the type of hot where you go, oh, no, no, no. She's not the most beautiful woman in the world, but she's the sexiest woman in the world. Like you, she knows what she's doing. I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, does she ever? She her knows. mother must have taught her or something. Uh, <laughs> Dakota, Dakota Johnson dating Chris Martin, but uh, I don't know what his problem is. I, I'd lock that down real quick. Oh, I he. Mean, I don't think he. He's been singed before by beautiful, oh, sexy yeah. women. <laughs> so oh my he's God. taking his time. Just Google Seth Meyers. Uh, late night or whatever they're calling that show now. Seth Myers with uh, Dakota Johnson and make sure you get where she walks out because that's, I didn't even hear one word she said except for her walking out. I mean, I never saw a woman like this. Well, I told you when she was hosting Saturday Night Live, I was like, I don't know what she's saying, but the way <laughs> she's, she's saying it is sexy. Yeah, she's sexy. I'm telling you. Even dressed up as an old woman in the SNL. She was hot. It was every sketch. Yeah. yeah. yeah if you she dressed up as an old she woman. She can't hide that. Yeah. No. Wow. 
What a girl. And you know what I love? Seth Meyers show is like so not where you dress like that. Like it's sort of a late, late, late night show. So you kind of just wear, you know, like it, that outfit was totally inappropriate for the Seth Meyers show. And it, and it, I was like, thank Did God. Did they tell her. her what time that show airs? <laughs> no, no, they, they tricked her actually. I read an article about it. But anyway, that was a highlight. And this dude, he said right away, I wake up, there's an email. What did you write, dude, or something? What <laughs> I wrote, did you write? Well, the subject line was breaking news, uh, Dakota Johnson <laughs> on on uh, Seth Meyers or something, or thong bodysuit on Seth Meyers. Yeah, and I just wrote dude, and then I put the link there. <laughs> Gary, do not book her on the show. I'd pass out if I was in the room with her. I would. The woman is too sexy. She's pretty uh, hot. She's pretty hot. I don't even want to interview. I just want to interview her ass, see what that's like. Oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Well, I remember when you met her mother, like that time that you were. Uh, yeah, I was going to do a movie with do Melanie a movie Griffith. with her. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you talked about just being in the room with her. Yeah, it was weird. Was wild. Yeah, Melanie Griffith. I was going to do a movie, and I, I said to my agent, "I, uh, I think I just want to see, you know, how's she looking? <laughs> you know what I mean? If I'm doing this movie, because the movie kind of hinged on her being hot." And uh, I was like, hey, isn't she getting older now? You know, I mean, what's going to be? Well, I had a meeting with her. She walked in the room. Motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, oh, now I see why you're a movie star. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing in a room with you. I'm a douchebag. I'm a loser. What are you doing with me? But um, I was like, after I met with her, I went, I'll do it. <laughs> I don't give a shit if the movie's good or not. Just give me a couple of scenes with her. I think all my scenes were going to be with her. And you know me on a movie set. I figure out how to turn everything into a makeout scene. Even oh, yeah. if it doesn't call for it. You know, I, I have a way of working into that. Like, like when Mary McCormick played my wife, I, somehow we were making out in every scene. We were like, there was one time I said, his hand is on her boob. <laughs> yeah. It's acting. It's method. That's what's great about acting. We were we were being passionate and I was like, this is a good time to feel her up. <laughs> hey, I'm doing a movie and I'm getting second base. <laughs> Look at me. My father said I'd amount to nothing. Did you beat off to uh Dakota Johnson? No, no, but I mean, no, it's, yeah. it's hot. I, listen, that, yeah. you know, I never, really how did you not? How, what, what was stopping you? Well, I need a little more to just, uh, you yeah, know, and I know what was stopping him. Oh, yeah. Really? It, was, it wasn't, yeah, it was like, it was like literally five seconds. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no way you could beat off that. Oh, I could probably beat off in five seconds if I put my mind to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. JD and I were bonding over that. Oh, my. <laughs> Yeah, the 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 brunette in Taylor Swift's box was uh, Miles Teller's wife. I, I don't know what her Kaylee. Who's that? Kaylee. Kaylee. Who's Miles, Miles Teller again? Miles Teller. Miles Teller is an actor, really great actor. He was in Whiplash. That movie Whiplash. About, yeah, Whiplash. He was the I don't drummer. Remember. The oh, drummer oh, with yeah, the yeah, yeah. and he's yeah. in Top Gun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I sort of remember that. Top so Gun the, Maverick. How, yeah. Howard, the other well, that's girl. His, uh, Sorry. So wait, the girl with the dark dark hair wasn't Selena Gomez? No. No. 
Who was it, JD? It was Miles Teller's wife. Kay, uh, yeah, but what's her name? Kaylee Teller. <laughs> I think it's Kelly. Kaylee Teller. Ke- Kelly Teller, whatever. Kelly Teller. Yeah. How did she end up next to uh, her Taylor's and Taylor? Wife? I mean, her and Taylor are like BFFs. She was uh, uh, Taylor's date at the Golden Globes. At one point, Taylor Swift was it was introducing Paul McCartney to her future father-in-law, to Travis <laughs> Kelsey's dad. How did that go down? Uh, who knows? I mean, Paul McCartney was probably there and, you know, uh, somehow the boxes. I don't know how the boxes how are. Old, wait a second. How old is Paul McCartney? Isn't he like 80? 80 something. That guy loves going. Ago pl- that they came to the States and he was 20 or 21 then. Doesn't he, doesn't he know he's a Beatle? And like, he's not supposed to be at the Super Bowl. He's too cool for that. He's going to be 82 in June. He's going to be what? 82 in June. Christ, that guy's got energy. 82 in June. I wouldn't go to the Super Bowl. I'd be like, Beth, I can't go. It's too much for me. She goes, we should go to a Super Bowl. I go, oh, you wouldn't like it. It'd be a lot of aggravation, you know, and and, uh, the fans would be swarming and... uh, Somehow Taylor Swift can get there. Yeah, I'll give it. You can. I'll give it. I can't get there. She's a young gal. She's got energy. No, I'm talking about the the hubbub that goes on around her. I give it to Taylor. She did arrive like two hours early. She likes to get. You know, she gets there on time, prompt. Well, she was ready to get settled and watch the game. That was. I like that. If I got to the Super Bowl two hours early, by the time the Super Bowl came on, I'd be asleep in the skybox. Yeah, they'd go to me to go. Howard Stern died. <laughs> yeah. I be, like I, I we were watching the Super Bowl. Beth usually we'd watch it in bed, but Beth made me watch till eight p.m. Like on our couch in the living room, where we have like kind of a, a nice TV. But uh, I was like, honey, I, I just can't keep my eyes open. We we got to go into the bed. <laughs> Howard, eight p.m. is the middle of the second quarter, maybe the beginning of the second. Quarter. No, I stayed up till the uh, end of the uh, second quarter. Then I had it on record. I, I washed up, and I got into bed, watched you Usher. You didn't watch the halftime show? You, I did, you watched went, Usher. Oh, you did. Okay. And then uh, I didn't know any of the Usher songs. You knew that last, the last one. one. The, yeah, the last yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I think that's ludicrous. And I was kind of proud of myself. And then all of a sudden, ludicrous goes, yeah, yeah, ludicrous. Like, he, he announced himself in the song, which was helpful. And then... um and then, yeah, I watched a little bit of the third quarter, and I just said to Beth, let's go to sleep, and then we'll wake up at four and watch the ending. And she goes, don't tell anyone on the air. They'll think we're pussies. <laughs> you didn't say anything about your girl, her, playing uh, in the Her was good. Set. Yeah, her. Yeah, I, lo- I like great. her. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty cool. Uh, and Usher, I got to say, I don't know how old that dude is now, but he's got a nice 45. six-pack. He was very um, determined to get that shirt off and show off his six pack. <laughs> oh, that and, was a strip tease. Did you see yeah. how, oh, yeah. you know, that was like yeah. being at the club and the guy's taking his time, taking a bunch of crap off. Yeah, I like I, I saw Beth looking him over and I went, oh, that was so like planned. Like that that's not cool. And she didn't say anything. I mean, I should have got a good physique. <laughs> And then, and there was um, a move he did. I was like, I wonder if Howard has ever, his hips have ever moved. Like no, you know why? Cause I'm busy working. <laughs> and by the way, and then I said to Beth, yeah, he, he dances well, but he can't really be singing because he'd be out of breath. 
Like, I don't see uh, how it's possible to move around like that. But I think he was actually singing. He was singing. I think he, he was singing. He was. Oh, well, yeah. I had to put him down a little bit. I don't need my <laughs> wife running off with Usher. There's even a but warning. He started wiggling around yeah. those hips. I was like, oh, my goodness. The women must be fainting. There was even a I got to admit, I, I pulled a Matt Gates and made Beth stop watching. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so then we watched a little bit of the third uh, quarter and quarter and then quarter. And then I put it on pause. And we woke up at four. And watched the end. And that was pretty damn exciting. But but getting Not back to the important story. Yeah. Getting back to Dakota Johnson at the, uh, <laughs> have you ever like come close to booking her on the show, Gary? I don't think so. Good. I don't, I don't, keep I don't her think out of so. my studio. <laughs> I don't want to jizz all over the carpet. <laughs> you know, that'd be embarrassing. I'm a big star. <laughs> Imagine she walks Especially in with Especially since you've already been hot for her mother. Now yeah, but, hey, for her. I'm multi generational. From the jeans. <laughs> Can I fuck you and your mother? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sick. Anyway, um, <laughs> did anybody bet the game? Did you bet it, uh, John? I had the Chiefs. How much? How much? Did you did you put down a lot of money? Not a lot. Not a lot. No, I had the Chiefs no. and the under, which both hit. And then I did a couple dumb prop bets in honor of JD. I actually texted JD and I told him I would make bets on his behalf. And he said, no, 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 I am not gambling on this. You were really smart enough me. to take the under. Look at you. I would have probably taken the over. Uh, I saw, by the way, I was fascinated. Robin paid off the, uh, the, um, the coin toss was heads. And remember, I was like, oh, every coin toss is tails. We looked at the stats. And then Robin goes, yeah, but don't you think heads this do? And sure enough, <laughs> when it See, flipped the heads, I, I go, put money on. <laughs> what's the matter with you? Huh? I don't know. You, you got good ideas and you don't back them up. You don't believe in yourself. That's your problem. It was tails for overtime, though. It was, but no one no one bet overtime. No one knew that. No, oh, that's no not true. But, <laughs> oh, did you? You bet you overtime? Can, I didn't do it, but you could live bet the second coin toss. Oh, yeah, yeah, you could. Uh, oh, no kidding. Wow. Yeah. By the but way, I was you know thinking that that you know the first uh, quarter would have been a great bet that nobody would score uh -huh. in zero, the yeah. first quarter. Yeah, Sal's picks were completely wrong. <laughs> uh, Sal he didn't the psychic. Get one right. <laughs> Let me see if I have those. Where is it? Hey, could you put that up here? Uh, you know, Sal and Richard insert themselves into everything, but Sal's like in this kick that he's very tuned into. Psychics, and his and, uh, abilities have gotten better, Howard. That's what he said. You see if I have it, Sal. I think I put him on the last page. Did you? Because they're they're really funny. <laughs> um, Sal. Oh, this is great. Sal says, uh, "All right, here's what Sal predicted." Sal made his own. The results were mixed. Sal said the 49ers would win the game. Of course, that right. didn't happen. Who will win the Super Bowl? The San Francisco 49ers. Who will score the. He started to say the 49ers would get the first touchdown, but ultimately he went with the Chiefs. That was first wrong, too. Touchdown. That was wrong. The, 40, yeah. the 49ers will. Wait a minute. 
Hold on. That one, that question I had meditated before I wasn't prepared for that. Hold on. <laughs> the Chiefs will score the first score. Who will be the super? Sal was half right. I'll just read these. Sal was half right about the coin toss. He predicted the toss would be won by the 49ers and passed to the Chiefs to receive so the Chiefs would kick off the game. The Chiefs won the coin toss, but they decided to defer, of course. And I'm the perfect idiot. Exactly. Uh, Sal thought the score would be over with both scores within the 40s. Neither of those things happened. He also said Taylor Swift would be seen six times. She was definitely seen on the over, but it was also more than six times. Sal also predicted the Chiefs would have a bad injury. The 49ers actually had a bad injury when uh, Dre Greenlaw suffered an Achilles tendon injury in the second quarter. That was kind of freaky. Uh, Sal, completely wrong. But th- <laughs> Sal did. He redeemed himself. He predicted Dakota Johnson would dress. Con- oh, <laughs> yes. He dr- he predicted she would dress conservatively on Seth Myers, And he was wrong about that, too. Yeah, I thought you were right. Oh, my. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Sal, what went wrong? And just people are curious. Uh, what went wrong? <laughs> Where do I start? Well, the thing is, <laughs> uh, me, me doing this to begin with, that's what went wrong. Right. Um, right. <clears throat> you know what it is, Howard? It's like, I see these images, so I see the 49ers, I see the Chiefs, I just can't connect them properly. Like, the images are there, but I just... Well, maybe you have psychic ADD or... or maybe. You know, or one of those things or where... Or maybe like, you're you know, not psychic. Oh, oh, how mean. How dare you? Robin, that's out of the question. What a terrible thing to say. I did say there would be a three-point difference. You know, there are a lot of levels of intuitive people. I am at a stage where I receive images and thoughts. That's true. Hmm. I just couldn't connect the image and the thought together. Close. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, there you go. Sal, congratulations on nothing right. Learn how to calm your mind. It's about being in a very, very calm, relaxed state where nothing is entering your mind. Let me try that. Hmm, maybe sounds right. Let me calm myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, you know what I see? I see a moron. Mm, it's coming in clearer right now. You got an image. No, it's a negativity turned into positivity. Death, murder. All we have to do is love. <laughs> well, something went wrong, but yeah, we tried. We could have. Next year, there's always next year. Next year, you'll get right. Yeah, John, correct me if I'm wrong. The guy that tore his Achilles last night, he tore it yeah. running onto the field. Howard, he wasn't yep. even in the game. He yeah, was he running on the field. The and he, he just tripped. It's terrible. I know. I was watching. It was weird. It was that really Achilles weird. injury is just. That's what happens. It's it just comes awful. out of nowhere. And yeah, he's he's a big linebacker for them too. So Sal, you had the injury right, but the wrong team. Right. Well, I had the team and I had an injury. I just couldn't connect them. So I did tech. I was almost there. Oh, you're going to take credit for that. <laughs> yeah, Robin, I saw a team and I saw an injury. And, you know, it's one out of two teams. So that's pretty close. Richard, Richard Christie, our resident, Richard Christie, our resident oh. Kansas City Chiefs fan, was recording all of his reactions to the plays. He was uh, watching at his favorite Chiefs bar. I guess because his wife didn't, she's an Eagles fan and didn't want him home. <laughs> Kicked him out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, when I listened to this, I think I became something of a Chiefs fan because of Richard's intense loyalty to that team. Yeah. I mean, because I like found he, myself rooting for Kansas City. And yeah, but, I was just like, but I don't really have any allegiance. Why am I rooting for them? The sounds 
that Richard makes during a game are only the sounds a, a true imbecile can make. I mean, because <laughs> I bet you have no voice today. Do you have a voice? Oh, my voice is fine. <laughs> <laughs> How about the Chiefs? Oh, stop, that stop, sound. Stop. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you do that. Are you like in the best mood ever? Oh, fuck yeah, man. How about them fucking Chiefs, dude? I didn't... Hey. First half, I didn't think... I thought it was going to be like the Super Bowl where Tom Brady beat them. I was like, man, it's just not happening this year. And then they they do it, man. They come back and they oh, God. fucking did it. I don't know how. They, man, Mahomes finds a fucking way. And he told me when I talked to him on this show... <laughs> Five years ago, he's like, we're going to go out and win it for you and your dad. And he fucking did it again, man. Three Howard, times. Howard. Let me, let me tell you what really that, happened. Do you, do you think Mahomes did it for you and your dad? I think he did say that. He did say <laughs> he that. He did. We have the tape. He said it. So, he did. you know, I mean. You're, you're, you're emotional right now. You're crying, aren't you? Yeah, man. It was yeah. awesome. Fucking Can awesome. Can I ask a, a personal question? When's the last time you showered? Like, <laughs> like, the, Saturday. like you were at the Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Stink to high hell. Uh, I got a little bit of a musty beer smell to me today. Were you? Why did you go to a bar to watch the game? Oh, I, my wife was not going to have that game on in our house. <laughs> <laughs> why though? She knows you love the Chiefs. Oh, she. Well, you know the Eagles had an epic collapse this year, and she's still not happy about it. And uh, you know, so, a lot of people, and which I love this. I love that the Chiefs are so good now that people are tired of them, and my, including my <laughs> wife. She's tired of the Chiefs winning. Ten years ago, who? Would have ever thought I'd be saying these words, but yeah, she she was I and I said, can can Daddy have a day off and Dad, Daddy can Daddy go out and go nuts and watch the Super Bowl? And so I went to John Brown's Smokehouse in uh, Queens and had a fucking blast. How many uh, beers or I don't know what were you drinking? What was the whole? What was the repertoire of things you drank? Well, I brought a cooler into the city with me <laughs> on the train. Uh, now, why a cooler? You went to going a bar. You go into the. I bring special beers. You know, it's a special occasion. You know, right. some rare so do you stuff. Dr you can't drink the beers at the bar, right? They oh, don't I want did. that. I drank oh, you plenty did. of theirs. I drank all my beers and then plenty of their beers. They, yeah. let, they <laughs> let him do whatever he wants there. He's, he's, but, you know, but, why, but, but, but how do they make money? How do they make money off of you? In other words, uh, do you, if you're not buying beer... No, I buy beer and I give, uh, uh, they're all my friends. Like I crashed on the owner's couch last night. I, uh, you know, I got a couple hours sleep on his couch in Queens. So I oh. tip really good. I pay him really good. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you something. I was wondering why everyone was grossed out by you. Of course, this morning when you were standing in the Sirius XM kitchen area, flossing big chunks of meat out of your teeth <laughs> brisket what the yep. what brisket like i mean people were throwing you don't you that's where people eat you can't floss your brisket teeth <laughs> this fucking guy you're so you're such trash i mean what the hell's the matter you don't shower you it's unbelievable but it was here's, only steve nowicki he got a kick out of it he thought it was funny i was getting chunks of brisket out of my teeth uh, uh here's richard reacting to the uh chief's uh, let's see. Let me let me take you back in the action. Just because the sounds that come out of you will never come out of me. I could. I don't even know how to make these sounds. <laughs> when you um, saw, when you saw those Dakota Johnson pictures, you probably made these sounds. 
Richard was uh, reacting to the Chiefs recovering a fumbled ball in the first quarter. Man, stop him! Like a caveman discovering fire. <laughs> Are you the guy? You're the loudest guy, obviously, no. at the bar. No, my buddy Kurt is louder than me. He's the my buddy does these announcements every first down. He's like, and that's good for another Kansas City Chiefs first down. And he's Are you the guy? Are you the guy at the bar that like everyone knows and like everyone gravitates to and they watch your reaction and everything? And then they sort of. I used to be, but now, you know, I don't go, I have kids now, so I'm not there as much. But yeah, we have our little group of Chiefs fans from New York City that they all know me and we love each other. The only time I ever made a sound close to that was the first time I got laid. I mean, that was it. Uh, here's Richard. The game went on into. Uh, oh, okay. Here's a, uh, here's Richard reacting to the Chiefs sacking 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy in the second quarter. Man, stop him! Oh no, no, no! Here it is. Here. I remember when your children were born. You didn't. Die. <laughs> Man, that uh, that was so fucking fun last night. Chiefs Did you have D. money on the game? Did you have uh, big money on it? No, I don't really gamble. I play a little no. bit of daily fantasy, but I I'm like an old lady. I'll spend like two dollars gambling. So right, no. it's just the love of the game. The game went into overtime where the Chiefs finally won. Well, you can imagine what that sounded like oh, with Richard oh at the bar. Right, get ready, hold your ears. Get ready, baby. Like it's a zombie movie and they're killing you, you know, <laughs> they eat you. My yeah. legs being eaten, yeah. JD is so jealous right now. I, I love am. It. I, I got, he sent me that, he sent me that clip and I was like, motherfucker, this is so goddamn annoying. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I love that you had to sit through that. Oh, I sat through it all. Fun. Yeah. He only sent me the, the times he was cheering. He didn't send me like the other three quarters when he's pissed off or anything. <laughs> well, that's not interesting. Oh, yeah, it's not I, interesting. Wasn't, I wasn't making noise then. Uh huh. Don't you think no he sounds like a dude? during the Mahomes I interception? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, I, I probably just went, oh, shit, or something uh -huh. like that. 
That's what a guy sounds like when he gets his leg amputated and he's in the middle of a war, you know? I mean, it's, it's way over the top. But uh, finally, here's Richard celebrating by singing, We Are the Champions, my friend. We are the champions, my friend. I'll give you that. We are the champions of the world. Yeah. <laughs> well, one thing for sure I could say, I'm never introducing Paul McCartney to you. I, mean, uh, <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> people on the Chiefs weren't this excited. I mean, and they get bonuses. I mean, this is insane. Hey, I don't you know. Such a did fan. you hear what Kelsey, uh, Travis Kelsey did uh, when they finally put him on the mic? Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and you got, and you got like to fight. Richard. Oh, I love yeah. that guy. I fucking love Kelsey. Yeah, of course. I love him. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> JD is so mad. <laughs> piss poor, <laughs> piss poor uh, uh, friend. Bengals time is coming. <laughs> Bengals time is coming. I know it. I. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out into the existence. <laughs> Shut up, John. <laughs> Here's Travis Kelsey. Cheese Kingdom! Y'all hear this? We've been fighting for all right all day. How about a little Viva Las Vegas? Viva Las Yeah, Las he's Vegas. nuts like you. Viva! Except he just played in the game. Elvis never had it better than that right there, let me tell you. And how about it? We get a chance to do it three times in a row. How do you get excited for that, baby? You go party in Las Vegas and get back to it. <laughs> hey, you still got to fight for your right, don't you? You got to fight for your right. <laughs> Believe yeah. it, baby, I'll see y'all next year. Thank you, Travis. I mean, Love it. he sounds just like Richard, except... He just won the he Super was Bowl. In the game. Yeah. He was in the game and he's about to fuck Taylor Swift in about an hour. Like probably at some party in the bathroom with her up against the wall. He's not, he's not sleeping on his buddy's couch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he ain't flossing his brisket out of his teeth. Oh, God. You okay? Good point. I'm a, I'll, I'll live, yeah. Man. But, well, when, when we were playing We Are the Champions, Richard went over to JD and was like <laughs> thrusting his hips into JD. Oh, JD. Dance. I love JD. Only, I, only love part of that. I love it that you're so annoyed with the Chiefs. It <sighs> makes me happy. Yeah. You guys are the new Patriots now. Enjoy, have fun. Yeah, I know. Well, hey, I know how it feels. Tom Brady uh -huh. terrorized the Chiefs for a long time, and now Mahomes is doing it to other teams. Uh -huh. And so I, I was thinking, see what it feels I, like. I was thinking about Tom Brady during that game. You think it was hard for him? Like it must be, like because he loves the game so much, and he loves situations like that. He was probably like, "Fuck, I wish I was in the game." Or maybe he's like a guy. You know what? I proved everything. I'm I'm happy to be. No pressure. I don't want I think he's me. more in that camp. I've heard him talking yeah. and he talks about how he doesn't miss having to no. to keep himself together and work out and do all the stuff he had to do.
to be on the field. And now he gets to be in commercials and do all this fun stuff too. So, and I think yeah, Jim, but he's going to be a, a an analyst or an, an uh, like yeah. be on TV yeah. the next season. He's call. He's gonna, he'll probably call next year's Super Bowl. Well, let me ask you Where's something. Tony, I Romo thought Tony. Yeah, I thought Tony Romo does a great job. It's, I mean, I enjoy listening to him. John, you say you don't like Tony Romo. <laughs> no, the thing about Romo is just every play is the most exciting play in the world, and he'll say they got to run right now, and they throw a pass. He's like, "Oh, what a great pass!" It's like, come on, like, like stick to your convictions one way or the other. That's all. I have a I have and, a question for you guys about the Chiefs. Now I've watched all of three games this season, <clears throat> but every time I see the Chiefs. This fucking center snaps the ball low. Creed Humphrey. Yeah. What's the, I mean, he snaps the ball low. It seems like on every play, does, does Mahomes like a low snap or what, what's going on there, Richard? That's a good question. It what it wasn't a, I mean, it was a thing last night, but it's not been a constant thing, but. Oh. Yeah, it just, but you know what? Mahomes recovers. Like he, he can deal with that, which is awesome. But, uh. Yeah, but why should he have to deal with it? You can't get a guy who can snap the ball. Is it? No, that he's awesome. I love him. He's Creed a good Humphrey. center. He's he usually great. doesn't do that. Yeah, yeah it was strange. I don't know, he was doing that last night. I know. Last I wanted night, to smack him up. in his fat ass and say, dude, get the ball up. Times at least. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, unbelievable. Uh, this year, uh, oh, this is sort of weird. This year, Paramount Plus, which, by the way, I want to take that Paramount Plus. If they didn't have uh, Halo on there, I would fucking get off that goddamn app. Piece of What's shit. Wrong out. With Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. I had to take a plane this uh, weekend. And I downloaded Halo, which is so fucking oh. good. It's ridiculous. What? No, go ahead. I think I know what you're talking about, but go ahead. Okay. I get on the plane, the fucking app isn't working. Then I get home. The other night I'm trying to watch. I said, okay, I'm on my home TV. They had audio playing under Halo. They're all fucked up over there. They're charging plenty of money for that service. They're paramount, for God's sakes. The same guys who released my movie. Uh, the same company I work for, uh, there's Simon & Schuster. What? They got plenty of money. They can't fix that goddamn app. It never works right. Am I right, JD, or well, not? And well, it kept crashing last last night during the Super Bowl. Yep. I had to keep restarting it. Wow. But I'm telling you, I'm uh, telling you, it is the shittiest app ever. And they got plenty of dough. There's enough people now. You want to charge for that product? Anybody beside me watching Halo? Man, is that good? I'll have to take a look at that. You no. never said that to me. I think the new season started uh, is out. It uh, did. But I'm not watching that until they get all the episodes on. I don't want to sit there week after week waiting for the fucking thing to come on. But man, uh, it's a, it's a, an Amblin production, Steven Spielberg's thing, and it's based on the video game Halo, which I've never played, but. Halo. Okay. Halo. Uh, Halo. Hello. And, uh, hello there. <laughs> hello there. Um, yeah. And it's, it's really good. Hello. It's hello. Good. I don't know. I love it. Well, but this is a big week for well, C- Simon and Schuster is no longer owned by Paramount. So you don't all right. But it. I'm saying they got money somewhere. Yeah. This is a big week for CBS. They got all the FBI shows, their season oh. premieres, SWAT season, last season. Premiere, oh, uh, this week. Oh. And one of the guys <laughs> that was on that TV show, you like, was it? This is us. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got, He's a, got a new yet. TV show coming out. I figure you'll watch that too. Yeah, it's like an FBI type show. Yeah, anything FBI where they, you know, carry guns and shoot people. And <laughs> I'll watch that anytime you 
killing people I'm watching. <laughs> Everybody down and, on the floor! Get down! Get down! <laughs> you know it's a piece of shit movie. Although I watched every bit of it was a beekeeper with uh, Jason Stratham. <laughs> I mean, it was so unbelievable. That's Ronnie's beekeeper. hero. Uh, yeah, beekeeper. I don't know yeah. that one. Ronnie. Twenty bucks yeah. I spent on that fucking thing just to rent it. You don't even get to own it. Nineteen ninety nine, and I, I got sucked in because I had to take a plane ride, and I get, I go, I got to download a bunch of shit to watch on the plane. I. uh <laughs> I was down in Florida. I had to get back to New York. Go see my mother. I mean, she's fine, but. Every minute you think she's dying, you don't know, you know. When you're 96, every day feels like a miracle. And like the um, one of the nurse that was uh, with her said, you know, Mr. Stern, uh, actually she said Howard, I'm unlike Trump, no one calls me sir. Um, you know, <laughs> sir, <laughs> she goes, and she's right. They're wonderful nurses. She said, every day your mother's alive is a blessing. Just enjoy her. So I flew in to enjoy her, <laughs> and uh, I don't know what was going on. You know, I was there for about two, two and a half hours. My mom's apartment is so hot that I feel like I'm going to pass out when I'm with her. Like, like it's almost, it's, it's like riding a bull in a rodeo. <laughs> like, you want to see how long you can stay in there. And my sister, too, she's like, how long do, can you last in mom's house? <laughs> I go, like, like I went for two and a half hours. She goes, oh, I would die. I said, yeah, two and a half hours feels like six months. It's so hot. And she keeps complaining she's cold. You know, being old, I don't know why we're all eating healthy and trying to stay. Because when you hit 96, your, your fucking life is miserable. No, it there is must be a way not to be that 96. I mean, I'm I know people. I am sitting. I'm telling you, Robin. Norman Lear was an was it was an anomaly. I'm telling you, I'm sitting there. I eat a handful of peanuts, if that. I I every meal is measured with the exact amount of protein and uh, vegetables and salad and fruit and fuck that. Get me a fucking pizza already. <laughs> I'm, it's I'm, not worth it. I'm Have with a you. beer, Howard. I'm with you. Yeah, I don't even drink. I don't smoke. I mean, and then, and what's my reward for all that? Be laying in the bed. Uh, <laughs> you can't die. You know? I go, mom. Go, but you can't. Mom, you've got to eat something. You're down to like 90 pounds. I don't want to eat. I'm eating enough. I'm not hungry. Mom, don't you want to Mom, you, you, the problem is you're eating the same thing every day. I love the same thing every day. <laughs> Why are you doing that? You're surrounded by great restaurants. You got a, a you got a a, a, a a service here. They cook for you in the building. Everything. What are you doing? I have like this English muffin, uh, an egg, and. Remember what else? <laughs> I go, I go, Mom. But you're eating one bite of the English muffin and one bite of the egg. What do you eat? Beth and I are sitting there, like, uh oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Beth goes, Well, we eat yogurt. Oh, you have yogurt. What do you put in it? <laughs> oh, I put. Uh, now, what does Beth put in it? 
<laughs> yeah, she does want every when Beth is there, she doesn't even pay attention to me. You know what she said to me as we were leaving? What? You're the most wonderful son in the whole world. I go, oh, thank you, Mom. You know, I'm trying to do everything I can because you brought me Beth. Oh, stop it. She didn't uh, say that. Absolutely. Ask Beth. <laughs> <laughs> I go, what? Beth, no offense, but Beth doesn't pay for shit around here. <laughs> <laughs> I got you 27, 24 hours a day AIDS, beautiful place, food, bath. I remember when I met Beth. I go, you don't remember anything. My mother claims she doesn't remember anything. She goes, I met Beth at your gym. I go, mom, that's not true. You're hallucinating. And Beth goes, I think she's right. <laughs> like she, like anything with Beth. Oh my god! I don't, I don't know why she's with a monster like you. <laughs> Stop it! She didn't no, no, say no. that. She didn't say that. No, but I'm just. A, that's how it felt. <laughs> and then, um, yeah. So, like, finally, Beth goes. You know, I remember you like corn on the cob. Because you know, my mother used to go to the yogurt shop every day. I go, mom, why don't you have yogurt? Yeah, I don't want yogurt. Well, what about like a um? Would you like like a um a soup, like a chicken soup? Or, uh, I don't want that. <laughs> I go well. What? About, I mean, I don't even recognize this woman. You know, who's that? I'm not sure it's my mother. Actually, maybe they <laughs> just put. Maybe my mother died and they put somebody else in there, and I'm just She's visiting. Possessed. Her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then uh, then Beth goes. Of course, Beth goes. Uh, what about corn on the cob? Corn on the cob? Yeah, Mom, what about that? I like corn on the cob. So we got our corn on the cob. My daughter Ashley went over on uh, Sunday night. She goes, Grandma, I ate corn on the cob. Oh. <laughs> so I go, yeah, that's because of us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's crazy over there. But anyway, we went and saw my mom, and then we were in town, too, because Beth did the um, Today Show to promote. It's not called the Kitten Bowl anymore. Even though, yeah. even though, like, on CNN, Beth was promoting the, I forget what it's called. Great American Rescue? Yeah, the Great American Rescue. Bowl. But the uh, the host kept calling it the Kitten Bowl. Like, she didn't even care. She was like, no, it's the Kitten Bowl. But they call it Great American Rescue because it's on that channel everybody loves, GAF. And uh, the Great American Rescue Ball and GAF. So Beth was on there promoting. She was on with Al Roker on the Today Show. And, you know, so we took care of some business. It was too much for me. And we had to fly back. And I, I thought I was dying. I go, Honey, I'm pretty sure I have COVID again. Oh, no. It was too much. Yeah, because I was exhausted. And then I got on the plane and I was like, I had downloaded on Paramount Halo. I was excited because I was going to get to watch multiple episodes. Yeah. And that fucking Paramount app was giving me agita. Every app, when you try to download stuff, Netflix is the only app good with downloading yep. stuff. 
Every why other doesn't app. why doesn't Paramount steal away Netflix's people and fix their shit? I don't know. Fuck. Well, since they're not making any money with streaming, they probably can't afford the people at Netflix. Oh, is that right? Yeah, would I, I don't know. I thought streaming we... services, except oh. Netflix, is making money. Yeah, well, Netflix is really good. But Halo, I'm watching that. Very busy with Bachelor, Halo, Super Bowl. <laughs> Howard, you know what's great? Me? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Richard. Lather me up. The new, oh, no. the new Godzilla movie is fucking Oh, that's the awesome. other. I wanted to mention that. That was another. Godzilla minus one. It is so damn good. Is that in theaters? You've seen now? it? I think it's just yeah, in theaters. I saw right it in now. the theater, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it looked pretty cool. I saw the trailer for it. It is old school Godzilla. It's made by the Japanese company that did the original. And they use the original ah. music. And man, if you don't. I'm oh, I don't like cry that. now. If you don't cry during that movie, you're not human, man. It is, it's awesome, and it's like Ooh. the story, the acting, everything is perfect in that movie. Is it like an old Godzilla movie? Though I, I like a, an update. No, it's no, it's it's a new movie, and it's but it's so like He's crying. It, I'm crying over it. It, it honors it you? honors the original Godzilla movie so good, and the acting is like I don't know how everybody. Dude, in that what movie, about Godzilla made you cry? I mean, you, you were upset <laughs> when Godzilla. Seen a no, tearful scene. There's a <laughs> It's a story about a family. Like the story. Uh, is great oh. but the and the godzilla looks awesome and and it's wolfie the, just said to me that the movie's great but there's no part that makes you cry he's baffled by what you were crying about <laughs> the little girl the little baby girl in there is so sweet and uh, when i don't want to give any spoilers but there's right. there's a lot of scenes that wolfie must not have a soul because you've got to cry during that ever movie. since richard has kids he has trouble watching things of like kids in peril and stuff yeah like but that. this isn't this isn't about like luckily yeah there's no kid in peril but it's just a sweet family story in the new godzilla <laughs> crying but it's Damn subtitles mess. so i don't know if you'd be into it, howard i think but... it's still wasted from last night <laughs> howard the, the movie is great but you do not cry during godzilla <laughs> richard no does. moment that moves you that much that you that no. you cry hey my buddy who works here at sirius for liquid metal sean the butcher he's one of the manliest men i know <laughs> he even cried during the new godzilla the two Here's, of you um, were sitting there crying together. <laughs> well, I wasn't at the movie with him, but he talked about that he <laughs> cried too. Here's uh, Richard crying when the chief. The Chiefs won. Now Richard's crying. Thank you, Mom. She made me so happy this year. The It's huge for me and every Chiefs fan out there. Oh, Richard, this is your dad. What do you think of them Chiefs now? Ay, ay, ay. Well, listen, it's good for Kansas. I mean, what the fuck else do they have out there? <laughs> they, got, they, they had enough. Uh, well, let's go move on. <laughs> yeah, you hate it. It's huh, not enough. I Mahomes is young. I want to cry for once. I want to cry out of happiness instead of misery. <laughs> you Three got, heat. You got a young Three quarterback, heat. J.D. You'll yeah. be fine. I hope. How is it that, that New York doesn't have a team like like uh, Kansas City. I mean, it's so the guy who stupid. is was it the guy who caught the winning touchdown yes. was on the Jets this yeah. season and they yes. let him go Nicole and then Hartman. Kansas picked him up. Well, yeah. Kansas Chiefs had him originally, then he went to the uh -huh. Jets and now he's back. So, <laughs> oh, by the way, 
Speaking of Paramount, so they had the uh, rights to the, uh, you know, the game, and they did a family-friendly <laughs> uh, football. Like, if uh, you wanted to watch it on Paramount Plus, and I don't know, it was serious. weird. It was, yeah, uh, they had, like, Dora the Explorer explain the rules to kids and, and stuff like right, that. Right, I heard there was some kind of a Nickelodeon treatment oh, yeah. and uh, SpongeBob's no, square pants. No, it works because our, oh, <laughs> our kids, oh, oh. Our kids oh. love when they do the slime games. Like, when they get a touchdown, the Nickelodeon version, all this green slime goes everywhere, oh, and kids love it, so... Uh, Here's Dora the Explorer in the middle of the game explaining the rules. All right, it's holding. Dora, please tell what us what that means. Are they all trying to hold holding each other? Holding is the what? illegal grabbing of a player who is not in possession of the football in order to gain an advantage. Both offensive or defensive players can be called for holding. Say it with us. Players, no holding. Players, no Way to ruin the game. I mean, way to ruin oh, Dora goodness. the Explorer, too, and make her all boring. What a terrible explanation. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Who's this? Sandy Cheeks. Uh, talking about running backs. He's another character from Nickelodeon, I guess. Well, we haven't heard from Sandy Cheeks in a while. And we know that Sandy's from Texas where they love football. Sandy, what's going on? It sure is fun down here on the sideline. You really get to see just how gigantic these jumbo jersey players are. Not to mention the running backs are... <laughs> I love watching J.D. shake his head at this stuff. This is Sandy Cheeks to explain what CTE is. CTE is when the players get hit in the head so hard that a couple of years later, they can't even function like a normal adult. <laughs> later after the game, Travis Kelsey will be putting his penis inside Taylor Swift's vagina. Hi. I'm uh, Sandy Cheeks to explain what that's all about and how you make a baby. So there you go. <laughs> Maybe we should get our own channel and uh, explain the game. The NFL will give us the franchise. Family-friendly version of the Stern Show. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And there's JD. And there's, hey, there's Richard, a big Kansas City Chiefs fan who's picking brisket out of his teeth <laughs> in the Sirius XM kitchen. Look at that. Here's Ronnie, Sign the guy up. that yells cunt. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ronnie who yells cunt. And, uh, yeah, oh, look at those fans. They're celebrating winning the Super Bowl by eating horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> horse shit is that stuff that comes out of a horse's ass. <laughs> and there's Richard, a guy who hasn't washed in weeks. What that means is his body is smelly. You know what that means. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Hey, good thank thing you, there, I would have ate horse shit last night. I'm glad there was none around. Ugh. So sad. A torn, uh, what is that, MCL or, yeah. ACL. Torn M ACL. Torn ACL means a player will never walk the same again. <laughs> He'll probably be in a wheelchair the rest of his life. Mm. <laughs> kind of nuts. Anyway, let me see if I have any other, uh, I don't think, well, I got Usher at the halftime. I don't know if you want to go through all that. Did you see Taylor Swift chug a beer? Yeah, I saw that. That, that was, was a big, awesome. Uh, you like that? I, that? I love it. Yeah. yeah. I saw that. I saw that. ESPN that did a cool thing where, like, dads, it showed dads bonding with their daughters over Taylor Swift and football. I thought it was really cool. 
Let's go to King of All Blacks, who has something he wants to say. Go ahead, King. Yeah, I was uh, calling about the um, flack that uh, Swiss Beats is getting from from Who's not that? saying anything about Swiss. <laughs> Swiss Beats is uh, one of the you know one of the biggest artists and producers huh. of all time, you know, in rap. I didn't know that. Okay, um, and what's the controversy? <laughs> what did Swiss Beats do that he's getting flack? Well, Usher was, uh, they say Usher, well, I saw it. Usher was stealing up Alicia Keys on stage. And it was just, I thought it was disrespectful. I really did. It was What's he saying, much. J.D.? I, I don't I even follow. Swiss you know. Beats is Alicia Keys' husband. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you mean when Usher, Usher was uh, holding her like that? Holding her? She was stealing her ass and thighs. It was crazy. <laughs> oh, and you think... And you uh, know, you think Swiss Beats now is mad at Usher for handling Alicia Keys no, like that? No, he's, he's not. He's a pussy. He's not mad. He uh, said, oh, oh, why y'all? He put out a he put out a tweet or Instagram post and he said, y'all looking at the wrong thing. Why didn't you look at the art and all that shit? First <laughs> art. of all, yeah, art. <laughs> but um, first of all, she would have, she shouldn't have let him do that because they probably be hurt that. So she says that I don't really want right. to go that far. I'm a big star and you know you don't need to do that to me. I don't you know. But but they she let him do it. Wow. I didn't even realize okay. that was a contract. I didn't even know Alicia Keys was married to somebody. Oh, I mean well, the, I mean the song is called My Boo, so they have to act like they're sort of together. They were together. doing it out Acting. of a moment in the song where they were really hyping up the emotion of it all. <laughs> and so they I gotta tell like you though they were the characters in the song. There's no excuses, but, Robin. <laughs> well, I, I gotta say I gotta say, like if Beth was working with Usher and I saw that shit going down, I, I'd be upset. I, I'm not going to pretend <laughs> I, I wouldn't be. would be. Yeah, I'd be like... Wait, wait, a, wait a minute. Man, that's why. <laughs> yeah, I'd be jealous. If, if I'd be like... Beth was in a movie. Yeah, no. And her character was... <laughs> uh, had a Same love thing. Scene. Same thing. Same thing. You ain't Same doing thing, a movie. Same You're thing. not doing a movie. She doesn't need a movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a movie is right okay, here with me. We got, we got Congressman Gates on I'm like, the phone. I'm like Matt Gates. Whatever his name is. No, listen. Beth can do what she wants. She's a grown woman. I'm not saying no, but I got to admit it would be a hard thing. She At one point when we first met, she had this uh, TV show she was on on ABC where the guy at the end kisses her. And I was like jealous. I was like, oh, man, that sucks. I don't like that. I'm like, I, yeah, you, this guy's... Man, and the guy was way good looking, not ugly like me. And I was like, what the fuck? How should she, I'm never going to see her again. We just started going out. <laughs> but she came back. Yeah, and then a little part of you, then a little part of you when y'all get home and y'all alone, not out in the street, but alone, you say, why the fuck you let him do that? <laughs> no, I understood it was in the, I'm not going to do that because then that's not cool. And you look like a jealous prick. But, uh. Oh, wait, all right, so you do it like this. You go. You could do what you want to do, but right, right, I wouldn't right. do that. That's how. That's your thing. Yeah, yeah, that's your yeah. thing. Oh, if Howard had that's a love scene in a movie, not. he's going to do the love scene. Oh, I'm doing it. There's no yeah. question. I'm doing it. You got to live with your jealousy. <laughs> you're a man. Hey, what did you uh, think of the Black National Anthem? I liked it. I liked it, but it just mind me of glitch. Like, I, I don't, I don't, listen, I don't... We have more serious problems, like, and, and to soothe us, we sing black songs, like, you know, like hymns and all that. I just, 
I found it embarrassing sometimes. I really do. We stuck mm. in a time where, where you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't remember, you know, Martin Luther King. But people don't remember that in Martin Luther King's last days, he said that he let the black race down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know about that. I, 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 I don't recall that. I don't even know if you were there. I just asked you how you like the Black National Anthem, and you're getting all weird. All right, goodbye. I got to go. Yeah, because, because. <laughs> because, because. He still talks. Because of the wonderful things he does. Da, 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 da. We're off to see the wizard. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, I want to thank, uh, well, anyway, that's enough Super Bowl. T- JD, what do you think? We had enough Super Bowl? You got something else? Uh, I, I got nothing else. I, you know, I'm glad football I, season is over. What do you over. think of the, of the three-peat? You know, uh, they expect it's not three-peat. Possibly... It's, it's a back-to-back, first of all. No, no, no. Right. They're t- talking about next year. Yeah, Their well, plan uh, is to have a three-peat. Yep. Huh? And break all records. That's never been done before. I am, I am putting it out into the universe, into existence. You know, you think positive, positive things happen. The Bengals will be at the Super Bowl in New Orleans. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, uh, go back to New Orleans where they play college. And, uh, Richard, what do you think? Uh, would you, maybe you should have the last word since you've been with the Kansas City Chiefs. So plenty long. of words. Three-peat coming. <laughs> yes, it'll be a three-peat, J.D. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> By the way, did, JD. did J.D. <laughs> J.D. didn't bet on Super Bowl. Did you ask him if he bet on other stuff? I, did not, else, yeah. I did not bet at all yesterday. Oh, okay. Nice. Oh. All right. I had, a bad, I had a, a bad week last week. I needed to bet yesterday, but I didn't. I, I didn't. <laughs> what, to win it back? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I probably would have lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a, uh, oh, here's somebody who wants to talk to Richard real quick, just because we'll, you know, we'll wind down this, uh, Super Bowl talk. Go ahead, Justin, Pennsylvania. Hey, hold on, hold on, meet your speaker. Fuck. <laughs> what do you say? Yo, Howard. Yeah. Hey, this fucking, listen, man. This Richard Chris is a fucking idiot. <laughs> All right. Thanks, so, Justin. We know. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I love him, but I, listen, okay. I've been listening to the show for so long, and now all of a sudden the Chiefs are winning, they're doing good, and now Richard all of a sudden on this Chiefs bandwagon. I, I don't know. I don't know if I really buy into it because not too long ago he was crying when, you know, the Eagles won and stuff. I, right. I don't know if he's a real fan. And I I think sometimes that, you know, this gives him an excuse to go get shit-faced <laughs> at some of these bars <laughs> and get away from his family. So I, I don't know. I love you, Richard. I really do. But I don't know if I buy love into it all that much. Hey, well, I understand. No I understand. bandwagon here, dude. Well, I I have a Matt Castle jersey. <laughs> like that, that's, how, <laughs> that's how rough it was for the Chiefs for a while. And I stuck yeah, I mean, with them. Ri- I, I, I will they were say, two and fourteen in two thousand twelve, and I watched I am every happy game. Happy to hear you say that name, Richard. Okay, you saying that name? Okay, I do buy into that. Then that that's impressive. Listen, be careful right with there. Richard. Be careful with Richard. He just cried over the Godzilla movie. He's a damaged <laughs> person. No, just just leave him alone. He's, he's fucked up. Howard, you uh-huh. you should watch it and let me know if you cry too. I bet I bet you would. Uh, Harry, go ahead in Florida. Hey, what's up? Uh, I want to talk about Taylor Swift's box there. It looked like the capacity was about 30, but they put 60 or 70 people in there. There were a lot of people in there. And then it looked like there was a line to stand next to her. First of all, I thought she looked great. Uh, She was all dolled up for the Super Bowl. I like the makeup. I like all that. 
Um, as far as her friends go, I mean, there are so many people clamoring to get into that box because she has become the new kingmaker. If you're in the box, suddenly, like, now I'm intrigued by who's with her. And uh, like I said earlier, it's almost like the early Johnny Carson show where he could be a kingmaker and, you know, he'd have someone on and the next day they'd be a big star. So uh, what goes on in that box is very important. Uh, we need more coverage of the box. <laughs> I think I think on Paramount Plus, if they had had just yep. the box coverage of Taylor Swift, that would have actually been a good piece of programming but they didn't do it every and, uh, all these award shows like the mtv awards they have a taylor cam on their website you can watch taylor swift the entire night if you want so they oh, should, they should oh is that right yeah oh that's oh nice. you know the next nothing, nothing didn't it look over capacity every time you yes. looked at the box i, I thought called it was the a fire um, hazard yeah i called the fire marshal robin knows this <laughs> and uh reported it by the way i, I want to say real karen i knew being princess Hi, Robin. Hi. All right. Uh, by the way, uh, this guy, Harry, and uh, the other guy, too, who've made the point about Richard is right. This is Richard screaming when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Eagles win! Eagles win! Eagles win! Eagles win! Eagles win! Fuck you! Fuck you, Patriots! Fuck you, Tom Brady! Fuck you, Bill Belichick. Fuck you, Giselle. Fuck you, all. Giselle. Eagles. Fuck you, Giselle. I feel bad now because yeah. uh, I've met Tom Brady. He's a really nice guy. So sorry, Tom, if you're listening. He did a tour here once, and he was the sweetest guy. He was so nice. Oh, uh, he's he was he's fabulous. Yeah, he's on the show. He was great. Yeah, I was happy for my wife at that moment. So that's why I'm sorry, Bill Belichick. I'm Sorry, Patriots. Uh, Chris, you're on in New York. Go ahead. Hey, what's up, man? Um, I have two things before I get started. In 89, I dedicated my yearbook to you. My teacher said that you can be up the air, so fuck her. That's one. <laughs> what do you say? I missed it. I missed, it. I missed that whole thing. <laughs> JD heard it. JD, what do you say? In 1989, I dedicated my junior high school yearbook to you. Oh, my teacher told okay. me you will be off the air. I said, fuck you. And I still put it in there. So nice. you are in my 1989 junior high school yearbook. So thank you for that. All right. Two, thank you. Kelsey. Yeah. No, Kelsey is going to be wearing Taylor Swift as uh, he's going to be putting her face on his face pretty soon. Because did you see what he did to his coach? And now it's saying that he bumped him. He's telling me he loved him, put him back in the game. He almost fucking killed Reed. <laughs> and I mean, oh yeah. Why was 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 Travis Kelsey pissed that he wasn't being played? Is that what was going on? And that, he had words with Andy Reid. That's what they're saying. I don't know. Pachanko missed it. Can't, he couldn't get a first down. He runs over to him like a fucking raging bull <laughs> and just knocks the shit out of him. <laughs> and he was like, he <laughs> almost like Andy Reid almost huh? needed a new hip after the game. Andy and said he got caught off balance. <laughs> oh, you didn't get uh, caught off balance. Get the fuck out of here. Come on. John Hine, what do you want to say? Yeah, what I read was he came over to Andy Reid and he said, put me in, I'll score, I'll score. Like, he was all fired up and he was yeah, mad about what yeah, happened on the last yeah, play. Yeah, but Andy yeah. Reid was yeah. a little off balance and definitely you know, <laughs> was not ready for it. But they're cool, apparently. So, uh, all's well. That yeah, I don't know. After the game, when uh, Travis Kelsey was up there, you know, doing his thing, uh, and holding that trophy and everything, uh, Andy Reid wasn't looking at him. I don't know. I think Andy was a little freaked out. 
You know, because I don't know. Travis uh, weird. Kelsey, uh, uh, the guy who they put in for him was the one who made the big mistake. And uh, that's why he was pissed because, you know, he's like, that wouldn't have happened if you, he said, keep me yep. on the field. God damn it. <laughs> Travis, well, that, uh, that's happened this season before, too. Like yeah, Travis, Travis looked like he was going to rip that mustache off of Andy Reid and wipe his ass with it. <laughs> Howard, there's many times he comes off the side and just throws his helmet. I mean, yeah. throws it and doesn't care where it lands. He's yeah. a very passionate player. I, yeah. I, I know that turns Taylor on so much. She loves that shit, I bet. <laughs> I am sure. You're right, J.D., that... Uh, do you think they were sixty nining and uh, <laughs> uh, do you think they went like do you think they went to a party and he took her in the bathroom? This is what I'm imagining, and like a caveman picked her up and threw her on the sink. It might be happening right up. now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they might be just getting back from all the parties. Yeah. I mean, all that excitement's got to produce some sexual energy. Oh. If it doesn't. I don't know well, what I will. I told you she was all over him, oh. and they hadn't even gone anywhere. Robin, remember when you were young and you were in San Francisco and that guy turned you around and just put it in your ass? You were so excited. Like, you even said your ass lubricated. Do you think Taylor got so excited, like, like Travis just stuck it in her ass? I mean, it must Could have been be. wild. I mean, yeah. I never, I said, whoa, look at her. She is all over him. Yeah. The poor well, first of all, she used to always, like, kind of engage with all those skinny little twinks you know yeah. and uh <laughs> now she's with uh, this mountain man this guy with well, a let giant me tell beard. You the other thing so i love yeah. it when the owners are up there like regular people are yeah. up there on that stage all of a sudden mahomes was a giant kelsey right. was a giant they're all giants and you don't know that because everybody on the field is about the same size but when they're around reg i'm like oh my god Taylor Swift is with that guy. He's a giant. Yeah. So yeah. what I'm asking is, remember, you fully lubricated uh, <laughs> back there, which you said was very unusual, right? but it took you by surprise. Do you think uh, Taylor was fully lubricated even in her anus? I after don't the think game? she needed any Ooh. help. Yeah, she wasn't wow. asking for anything. She was just going for it. <laughs> I was thinking like Kelsey's like four Harry Styles rolled into one. Like, it's like, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like stacked on top of each other. Yep. He's got to have a giant dong, I would imagine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, 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 I think it's scary even like to be like a long in a room with a guy with a big beard and all those muscles and you know powerful like they need supervision those two i've stood <laughs> i've stood next to travis kelsey and i come up to like his pectorals he's a big guy <laughs> yeah it was amazing to me and Mahomes Robin, too remember that in san francisco and you even said oh, God, you orgasm through <laughs> <laughs> your anus Asgasm. and uh, you had an ass doesn't think... last forever <laughs> right i know robin <laughs> you'll have to tell me that uh, uh yeah like what wouldn't it be funny if like the paparazzi see taylor coming out of uh, 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 Travis Kelsey's room, and she's in a wheelchair, like, yeah, <laughs> <been> sidelined <laughs> for like three weeks. Tore yeah, she ACL. won't be. Yeah, she won't be playing for three weeks. <laughs> well, Howard, you know the b next big thing is going to be the Chiefs parade. Like, is oh, is yeah. Taylor going and Taylor and Travis going to have their own float? Like, yes, that oh, everybody's going to be watching for that too. Are you going to the parade? Are you going to fly into Kansas? Mm, you know, I am due to go see my parents. I haven't seen them in a while, so I'll see when it is. I think it's we Wednesday. don't have work. Yeah, no, I'll be working then, so. 
you think like Taylor Swift has to wear equipment when they fuck, like a helmet or something, because her head goes through the wall. <laughs> that guy looks yeah, dangerous she's, to me. She's got, she's wearing, <laughs> so he doesn't break her. <laughs> Mom, hi. Um, I'm trying to ice down my vagina. Uh, we've been at it all night. Honey, you've got to be ca- You must be careful. <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> The vagina is a very delicate instrument. <laughs> You're doing too much with that thing. <laughs> and don't forget to wear your helmet. You don't want your vagina to be in a cast. <laughs> he looks like a mountain man. I mean, like oh, he is. <laughs> like I'm telling you, believe. when he was standing up there, and you know, the, these normal-sized people were around them. Everybody was looking way up, and they were—they looked like little munchkins. And I'll Kelsey bet you. was this huge thing, and Mahomes was I'll, as big as he is. Mm-hmm. I'll bet you if they're doing like doggy style, like Travis Kelsey could pull you up off your knees. Like in other words, suddenly you're in the air. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right, JD. Yeah, like they can I don't think her feet were on the ground because she was kissing him. And he's so tall, so he had to be holding her up. Oh, he's banged her up against the wall for sure at some point. He might oh, be okay. able to lift yeah, her up with his wiener. about that, J.D. <laughs> I mean, that's just, there's, that's just, that's powerful sex 101. That's, you know, you're a powerful man. They've Someone told me at least once. They had paramedics around the bed one first time they parked. <laughs> just in case things got. There was an ambulance <laughs> parked outside. <laughs> but Travis Kelsey looks like early man. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's yeah. Neanderthal or something. But uh. and especially when he's yelling that "Viva Las Vegas" is like, oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is the monolith. <laughs> yeah, um, but. I just don't like because she used to go out with like a I I don't know her whole dating history. I know it's well known to Swifties, but like Harry Styles isn't strong enough to pick up Taylor Swift. You know, Travis could fuck her holding her upside down by her ankles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Schwarzenegger and Commando. (laughs) Yeah. Probably he he, he probably bangs her like he's drilling for oil. It's unbelievable. Someone told me that they uh, dump a jug of uh, Gatorade on Taylor after sex. Like they, they can't believe she survived. Like Travis Kelsey could use John Mayer as a toothpick to get the brisket out of his teeth. Sounds like Richard. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> you go, baby. That guy's uh, watching the Chiefs. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, Richard, you're all happy this morning. Good oh, to yeah. You. Yep. Congratulations. Thank Always you. Always happy for you. That JD, awesome. I know you're Thank upset. you, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yes. I'll second that. This is amazing. <laughs> right. All right, uh, let me uh, thank who's really important. Oh, I do have a Patrick Mahomes impersonator phone call, phony phone call to a psychic uh, radio show. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll take a break. Maybe I'll play that later in the show. We'll see, because I do have that in honor of Super Bowl. But uh, I do want to thank AEG and Hearts 2024 Royal Flush Tour with special guest Cheap Trick. 
playing in 29 cities across North America. Now, that's a double bill. Cheap trick. Uh, and. Oh my goodness. Well. And hard. That's like a trumpet. That was a trumpet. Uh, <laughs> and hard. I heard a rumor that. Heart may be coming in. And I'm excited about that. Ooh, that would be but, awesome. Uh, yeah, that would be awesome. Get tickets Love now at Heart. Girls. Me too. Get tickets now at heart-music.com. I say that with peace and love. Uh, Wednesday, I'll peace be in Miami love. with the man, Billy Joel, and a piano. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, <laughs> that's going to be good. Thank you, 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 thank you. Ah, yes, thank you, thank you, my mistress, thank you, my mistress. Again, my mistress, thank you, my mistress, thank you, my mistress, again, my mistress, thank you, thank you. Oh, oh, hey, OJ was at it again. OJ was on that radio show that I don't want to call it a that radio show. That show that loves him, huh? Yeah. That one that has him on all the time. The show that has him on for his sports opinions and re and pretends that he didn't, you know, didn't have uh, a situation with his wife and uh, her friend. Yeah. He's at it again. He's on the show again. It's just interesting to me. I, I would have a hard time hosting a show with OJ and not bringing up certain topics. What if he's but... the only partner left? <laughs> and when OJ says something really wild, I would have to, you know, insert myself in some way. I mean, OJ appeared on the It Is What It Is podcast hosted by Cameron, Mace, and Treasure Wilson. OJ was asked to comment on advice Shaquille O'Neal recently gave, where he said men should not, quote, open up to their wives and girlfriends because women will throw those words back in their faces where OJ went into a, an explanation that he's really not into confessions and not into confessing. We know which is, that. Yeah, well, that's what I might, that's what we might have said to him when he goes, uh, I'm really not into confessions. And go, yeah, we, we get that. Anyway, OJ thought they were, anyway, why, why explain it? Here's OJ on the show. OJ says, don't confess. Jack said men shouldn't open up to women because they'll use it against them. He said, whenever something go down, they're going to throw it back in your face. Do y'all agree? OJ first. Oh, yes. And Nicole would always throw it back in my face over and over and over again. But now she's very quiet. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the answer. OJ first. Uh, when you say open up the women, I don't know what he's talking about. Is he talking about confessing? <laughs> Is he about confessing? Uh, no, man, don't, don't confess. <laughs> no, I, 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 I think he's right. Don't say nothing. It was your, it was your lying eyes. Ah, oh, everyone's having a great time. Yeah, don't say nothing. So leave me out of the confession. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, Juice, you're the best. We know what you mean by confessing. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, you're the best. 
Yeah. It sounds like uh, De Niro in Cape Fear. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Oh, Jay says, don't confess. Now I got to leave me out of this. All these episodes. <laughs> yeah, oh, that. Jay, I can't even. I can't catch my breath. You're yeah. killing me. I mean, don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Nicole would throw it in my face. So I threw her face 50 feet away from her body. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jay. Juice, you're a real cut up. I mean, oh, yes, I am. I'm not into confessions. I'm not into ex-wives living long enough to see their grandchildren grow up. Man, those guys are smart. They laughed. That's how they laugh at Kim Jong-un in North Korea when he says he's going right. to blow up the world. Yeah, yeah. Is, is he laughing? Then I'll keep laughing. <laughs> it is funny because two people lost their lives and their families were devastated. <laughs> so weird. Every time I look at the clock, it's 9-11. What? 9-11. That's 9-11, the time. And you say that happens to you every time? All, every day. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. Sal says that's not an accident, you know. No, it's people who died in the Twin Towers contacting me. <laughs> anyway, OJ uh, having a good laugh with his buddies on the podcast yeah. about, not you know, confessing. not confessing. Because, you know, you can end up in jail if you confess. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, depressing. Nick, go ahead. You're on the air in Indiana. Hey now, Howard. Hey now. Um, did you happen to see the uh, 2024 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations? You know, I saw an article about it, and then I kind of glossed over it. Uh, who's yeah, I nominated? didn't take a good look. I knew they were nominations were announced. You want me to go through them? Sure, why not? I know Gary's got the list. He's very big on this because he gets the vote. <laughs> you got uh, Mary J. Blythe. Let me think about that. Um, Mary J. Blythe. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't, I don't know a lot of Mary J. Blythe songs. I know that people are very hopped up on her, but I, I just don't know much about her, really. Nor do I. Uh, yeah. All right. Who else? Uh, um, uh, Mariah Carey. You got right. share. Uh, uh, give me a second. Of Dave Matthews Band. Oh, hey, take it easy. Slow down. <laughs> you don't All have right. to yell. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, let me. Let me. Let me see if I can slow him down. <laughs> well, you know you what? Hey, Nick. Well, there's a lot. Each other. <laughs> I'm gonna have. Uh, I'm gonna have Gary read the list because he knows how to slow Go down. All right. Cool. All right. Let me. Then I'll. Be, then you can hear my answer. All right, All right. Mary J. Blige. I don't know a lot about. Um, Mariah Carey. Again, you know. They've expanded what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is. I wouldn't call Mariah Carey rock and roll, but if Dolly Parton's in and Willie Nelson's in, I understand the concept now. It's for anybody who's in music. Mariah Carey's had a ton of hits. Sold a lot of records. A lot of records. So I don't know is Mary who. J. Blige. Yeah, I know. I, again, I, it's I, it's not my thing, really. I know that at Christmas she's got a big... Well, I can't even think of a Mar Mariah Carey song, but I know she's very popular, so... 
who else uh, share you said nick so howard share mm-hmm. recently share, could... last year she told them fuck you I, I'll, you can beg me, I'll never be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, and that seems to be the formula because then they immediately nominated her. Oh, I see. Well, Cher's, you know, with the early Sonny and Cher, I got you, babe. And then she, she's had hits in every decade. I think Cher might be a worthy candidate. Who, who, who Then who else? Dave Matthews Band, right? I heard that name. Yeah, Dave. Dave Matthews Band. I like Dave Matthews. I mean, he's been on the show a bunch of times, so you can't turn your back on Dave. No. Okay. Eric B. and Rakim. Eric B. and Rakim, I don't know. But I guess they're rap guys, right? Eric B. and yep. Rakim? Okay. Mm-hmm. Aren't, uh, okay, go ahead. Who else? So this is one that I think is a, is a slam dunk. Foreigner. Disagree. You don't think so? Um, uh, cold as ice. Maybe because I was a rock DJ, I fucking hated playing cold as ice over and over again. They just burned out Foreigner. But they did have a lot of hits, so. A lot of hits. Yeah. Go ahead. And then this one is, I want I think we all can all agree on Frampton. Fra- I think yeah, Frampton absolutely. Of course. Yeah. Couldn't believe he wasn't in. Peter Frampton's a great, not a good, a great guitar player. He was in Humble Pie. He was in Frampton's Camel. Then he had the solo career that was huge with the live album. <clears throat> so more album. Yeah, F. Peter Frampton, absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, Jane's Addiction. Yes. Absolutely. Go ahead. Cool in the gang. Absolutely. Hollywood swing. But then again, I grew up in a black neighborhood. Cool in the gang to me were, in my neighborhood, they were bigger than the Beatles, believe it or not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to vote for them. They've, they've been around for a long time, and their early stuff is amazing. They're amazing. Well, amazing yeah, band. You, you voted for the Spinner, so. Yeah, and they got in. Well, <laughs> uh, don't crazy. put me in that. Uh, Gary voted for them. Okay. Next is um, Lenny Kravitz. Absolutely. Lenny's great. Next. Oasis. Yes. Yes. Great yeah. band. Go ahead. This this was when I was kind of surprised that she was nominated. Sinead O'Connor. Me too. I mean, uh, Sinead O'Connor is that was ex- nostalgia or like influence of trying to make up for what she, how she was treated when she was alive. But here's my, I'm just merit on the merits of being an artist. I mean, Sinead O'Connor. I most people know her for a Prince song, and she did a beautiful job with it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I remember I actually bought that Cobra. What was it called? Cobra and the something. Um, Seven. Yeah. And, and and it was a good album. She's a really good singer and really had creative ideas. But Rock and Roll Hall of Fame over, you know, Cool and the Gang or Peter Frampton. No. So I'm going to take her out. Go ahead. Who else you got? Okay. So the next one up is Ozzy Osbourne as a solo Absolutely. artist. He's already Absolutely. Black Sabbath. Ozzy Osbourne as a solo artist was fantastic. Many, many hits. Uh, yeah, 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 no-brainer. Go ahead. Sade. I like Sade, but I don't know if I like her over some of the other people you mentioned. And well, you know, you know, they let seven in now. It used to be five, so I think they induct seven oh. of this. So, so there's a lot of room. She did Smooth yeah, Operator. you named a lot of names. Yeah. Hmm. And who's the last name? A Tribe Called Quest. Again, I don't know their music all that well. I've seen them on shows and things, and they're they're good musicians. But I know Rappaport did a documentary on them. He's yeah, I, yeah, they're they're good. But I'm going to go with I can nominate seven people. Mm-hmm. 
you could choose seven people. They, these are the nominees. I'm going to give it to Cher, Dave Matthews, Frampton, Jane's Addiction. What am I up to? Four. That's four, I think. Okay. Cool in the gang. <clears throat> oh, Jesus. Now I got Lenny Kravitz. Oasis. So now you got Lenny Oasis or Ozzy for your last two. Oh, Ozzy's got to be in. <clears throat> So it's Lenny or Oasis. Oh, shit. I might have to drop. Hmm. I don't know. I'll give it to Lenny. Just because he looks cool. Oasis needs a makeover. But they're a good band. Lenny still looks cool. Yeah. Almost a little too cool at this point. Too cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's too old. To be that cool. <laughs> to be that cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got a grown daughter. Yeah. And it looks like she should be his date. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know, Gary. Who's your seven? Um, I'm still figuring it out, but I Frampton, Foreigner, and Ozzy are for sure for me and cool in the gang. And then after that, I gotta. <clears throat> I like Lenny. <clears throat> um, I don't know. It's it's. It, I, I don't know. I mean, James. Oh, there's another voter. Hit him with the Hine. Um, Uh-oh, John Hine is going to win. Go I'm, ahead. I might vote for Cher. <laughs> the ballot's really tough. I mean, mm. there's no... It is. There's, I agree. The only slam dunk is Frampton. I'm like, yes, he should be any... What, an Ozzy? Come on. Ozzy is a solo artist. I agree. I, I was surprised. Like, Bad Company isn't there, and I don't I get know. that. I think they should be in... Um, but share, you know what's like, amazing to me? I was thinking about guitar this weekend because I was trying to play some guitar and I, I just suck so bad and it's so hard and your hands hurt and, and, uh, you know, you got to stretch your fingers. And it's crazy what guitar players can do. And I was just thinking, imagine you're Lenny Kravitz or Ozzy and your fate is in Gary Delabate's hands. It's just insane to me. Uh, <clears throat> I, 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 I'm going to call the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm sorry, Gary. I'm going to work to try to get you off the voting. You're going to get him kicked <laughs> off of voting? Can I just yeah, say I something Tom, about Cher? I know Tom Morello. I can um, get you kicked off. I'm going to work on that. Can I say something about Cher? Because John and I talked about this over the weekend. John's exact quote to me was, there's no way I'm voting for the woman who sang Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. Is exactly what Well, again, you see, the problem with this is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is no longer just about purest rock and roll. And you got to remember, Cher, just for fucking Greg Allman, she should uh, get a, uh, <laughs> a but no, she sang, she yeah. sang backup like she was a backup singer in the early days of rock and roll. So she sang on Absolutely. Be My Baby, You've Lost That Love and Feeling like she was in that part of rock and roll as a backup singer. Then she had hits with Sonny and Cher. And then yep. she had all those hits. And like if Madonna, again, if Madonna's in, then Cher should probably be in. Do you remember the Sonny and Cher show? I do. Where Cher, I mean, the outfits. Forget the I rock. I was like, get her in it, the hall. Yeah, of yeah I, honest <laughs> to God. I mean, the girl would come. I mean, the body on that woman. I mean, holy fuck. Skinny with the tits and the ass. And the, she'd wear hip huggers and the, just a bra. I beat off to her so many times. Uh, and my dad was in the room too. And uh, it wasn't comfortable, but I had to. She, had on she would wear that she would wear that Dakota yeah. fanning outfit, but like way worse. You know, just oh, like underwear and then just mesh, you know, pants. Remember 
when she won the Academy Award and she was like, like wearing a big headdress and oh, yeah, she was God, practically just, naked besides the headdress. <laughs> young hairless Howard Stern just wanted to insert anything I had into her. I say we we come on, give her her due. The woman's been around for seven decades. Married great. Remember All Man and Dude. Woman? That album? That was nuts. Greg Allman, rest in peace. What a fucking, what an incredible musical hero he is. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to take mercy on Cher. I, I, I think it's time for her to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She, she's done a lot Dude. in this business. There would be no Madonna without Cher. Absolutely. <laughs> Cher's in my hall of beating off. <laughs> I imagine coming on that rock hard stomach so many times I can't even tell you. And and by the way, there'd be no Dakota Johnson if there was no share. She was Dakota Johnson before Dakota Johnson. That's right. Right. Let's give her her due. Hot pussy. Oh, right, Ronnie. Oh, who's that? Hot pussy. <laughs> Ronnie. Let me see that pussy. Right. <laughs> He almost did through her white pants, bell oh, bottom. The cooch was hanging out. Yeah. Everything was hanging out. Right. <laughs> she was right, always um, Cunt. <laughs> cutting her clothes. Remember, she would even yeah. use. Cunt. You know, sometimes she was just in a net, <laughs> like a nice. <laughs> and pulled her out of the ocean. Although maybe we should take away her nomination for tattooing her ass streaks. I mean, that was a mistake. Uh, that was not cool. Streaks. But yeah, Cher should be in. I think Cher should be in. Uh, not in John's ballot. That doesn't work. Ah, you make a strong case. I do remember Die. watching the show and thinking, like, how did Sonny Bono land Cher? They just didn't seem. You know like... what it was? Sonny Bono got her when she was like, you know, like, wasn't she like 15 or something? And he was. A he big claims deal. he didn't have sex with her until she was legal. So I'll I'll go along with that. But uh, well, so did Elvis. Um, you know, they right. all did that. <laughs> but uh, but whatever whatever it is, whatever went down, he was like much older, and he was already in the music business. So you know, and Sonny had a certain charisma, I guess. Marianne from Brooklyn, what do you want to add to this? First, I want to say I love you, Howard, so much. And uh, Jimmy Jam did Stern Show Storytelling over the, on Friday, which is fabulous. Yeah. And he said that you should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And you should, Howard, because all you did was teach me about music, music I never knew about. And guess I what, hope, Howard? Yeah. What? I know. I'm Jimmy. hoping that, uh, hey, Marianne, I'd like to see you in that Dakota Johnson outfit. That, uh, <laughs> yeah. should oh, on no, you wouldn't, Howard. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. But you know what I want to tell you? That that everything would go downhill from there. Let's keep our conversations happy and upbeat. I don't want to make you depressed. Jimmy that, Jam. Uh, what what Marianne's talking about is Jimmy Jam did this excellent special for us. Uh, this is a guy who knows music inside and out. And uh, Jimmy Jam said I should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Then who can argue yeah. with him? Yeah, uh, I should be. This Howard. He DM'd me on Instagram because I always promote everything about the show. And I'm like, he goes, he's a fan of mine, me. I told him I don't have zero rhythm. I'm so stupid. And it was so exciting. All right. I don't know what she's talking about. That, that's why I think she, her, her connection dropped. <laughs> 
Yeah, catch songs I want to hear with legendary music producer Jimmy Jam picking his favorite songs of all time. He's got a good list. Anytime on the uh, SiriusXM app, you can catch that. We love the SiriusXM app. It's uh, wonderful, really. Wonderful piece of technology. And, uh, yeah. All right, so Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I didn't realize we were up to that again. Maybe Seems I'll like induct. it was just yesterday we had the last ceremony. What was? I'm pretty sure uh, Cher is probably <laughs> going to call me to induct her. Um, she's a big fan of mine, I hear. <laughs> she might have thought out a little bit, Howard. She might, she might have thought out on you. I think she, so. She holds oh, really? a grudge. She doesn't like me, I don't think. No, we were we were talking. I think she's thawing out on you. Maybe we can get her for. Maybe we can oh, get yeah? her when she gets in. Yeah. So, so be. I quiet, hope so. Oh. <laughs> I will because I would love to interview Cher. I mean, the woman's done a lot. And Lord knows, I've well, beaten said, off to her enough times. She's my type. I said I wasn't going to vote for her, and Howard, you staunchly defended her in her career. So that's that true. Should count. That should count for some. Get a little ass juice. Yeah, what about ass juice? Get a little ass juice. Ronnie's so pervy, it's fantastic. Ass juice. Have her ovulate right into the pan. <laughs> Have her ovulate? What? What is he? How about a special of just Ronnie's favorite <laughs> sayings? Have her ovulate right into the pan. <laughs> Let the juice drip right into the bowl. Right. Thank you, Ron. Instead of eggs, you can scramble her ovaries. <laughs> anyway, uh, share. I don't know. Well, that's a tough list. There's a couple of good people on there. But Ozzy, for sure, number one. Frampton, absolutely for sure. That I'm sure of. Dude had, like, the biggest album ever. That live album. The live that album. live album, yeah. It's crazy. Um, there's a naked picture of the guy Drake. You know Drake? The mm -hmm. rapper, singer. Uh, a dick pic. This guy's got the biggest fucking cock I've ever seen in my life. Where Jesus. did that show up? Um, Drake's alleged dick pic is all over the internet. After an apparent video of him naked and jerking off was posted... Whoever is in the video has a huge schlong. Um, of so course, his head's not on the on the body. The only time that uh, dick pics get leaked is when somebody has a huge schlong. <laughs> no one ever accidentally leaks a small dick pic. Trust me, that. <laughs> uh, people are convinced but, it's him. Know, he's a famous guy. Why is he doing that? Well, people are convinced it's him because the headboard on the bed matches images of the bed in his private jet. And Drake isn't denying it's him. Uh, popular video game streamer Aiden Ross left a message for Drake after seeing the video and got a response back from Drake that was not a denial. Here's what Aiden Ross. Oh said. my God. No, wait, can I see, please? Can I get the link? Thank you. Mm -hmm. Hold on one sec. I'm going to send him a voice memo. One second. Yeah, bro. I'm still alive, bro. We, we, we were just looking at the shit. It's like crazy, bro. Like, God damn. You're blessed with your voice. You're blessed with performing. You're blessed to be you. You're blessed to be number one. But you're also blessed to have a fucking missile. <laughs> we just saw a goat's dick. <laughs> Is it? 
Oh, he just texted me. He put like eight laughing emojis. <laughs> he doesn't care. Yeah. Shit, I wouldn't either. If my shit was like that, well, God, I wouldn't. Yeah, care. bro. Chat. He said this might be my next album intro. Oh, great. Honest to God, it it looks like the dude's holding a balloon animal. <laughs> it's huge. Show Robin. She'll love it. I don't even think you can handle this, Robin. And I know you've handled some big ones. According to you, and uh, well, I didn't handle wild. them well. <laughs> no, she 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 had a hard time with some of these big guys. She did. She's very delicate. This is weird. Fred made this his screensaver. Uh, I don't know why. It's like he's uh, Drake's. It looks like he's carrying a baguette. Big dick energy. I guess we don't have the picture. Sorry. I guess not. No. I have it here, but I don't think you'd be able to see it. No, I'll hold it up. Can you see it on the bottom there? No, that doesn't no, read well. I see. can't tell fuzzy. one thing from the other. It's like seven of my dicks. There it is. Oh, wow. That? Oh, my nice goodness. He, he's got his hand on it, and there's still too much of it. Yeah. It's like okay. his hand doesn't even interrupt the flow of his penis. <laughs> wow. I don't know if that's him, but man, the dude's blessed. Like that kid was saying. He wanted a uh, medicated Pete as a big dick, and we went right to him for it so he could weigh in on Drake's cock. Ah, what, what he does think. he think? Yeah. We have similar similarities. Um, whereas, uh, you know, the, the thickness and the lengthiness and the. And just um, a big celebrity like that have a have a cock like mine. I'm I'm uh, I'm pretty uh, pretty impressed that I'm uh, that I'm with good company as, as far as having a big cock. So I just wish that I could get the women that Drake gets. But uh, but you know it's so cool to, to be able to say I got a I got a I got a big cock like Drake. It's really unfair. I mean, you shouldn't get to be talented and hung. You know, well, pick one. I think Stay in your that's lane. what those guys really wanted to say when they said, you're blessed in all these different ways. And even that way, that's too yeah. much. <laughs> like when I wrap my hand around my cock like that, my uh -huh. cock disappears. It's like there's nothing. <laughs> I the whole thing isn't that big. <laughs> it's crazy. Let's go to Allison in New York. Hello, Allison. Hey there, Howard. Hi. Oh, so it's cool to be out talking to you. All right. This is a random question. Not at all to talking about. Uh, the way you grew up, very interesting. So different than where the life you live now. How did you learn? How did you manage to, to throw these amazing parties? Know how to serve food? Know how to entertain people? You didn't come from that background. Like, how did that come to be? I'm, I'm sorry. I couldn't. I, I don't know if it's your phone or. Robin, did you follow oh, you that? Know what, you're right. I did no, you're follow right. her. One second. Yeah. Hold on. A second. Okay. She's gonna... okay. Okay. Here we are. Is this better? <laughs> yeah. Well, why can't you just call in? I know it's really... so annoying. I'm. I, I already know this. I'm ridiculous. Okay. So my question is really: You grew up in a very, very different <laughs> environment than what you. Mean you we got to go through this again now. <laughs> I just want to know, like, how did you learn to do this? Who taught you? Learn what? To do how what? To, how to throw fabulous parties and know what to serve. And I've never thrown a fabulous party. Stuff. 
that's what she's asking. Where, what do you, I'm not, what do you, what part are you talking about? I don't know. I just hear when you talk about when you have people to your home and they're always like, I guess that's from Artie recently. It's a random YouTube video. And he's like, oh my gosh, Ralph and I were there. He had to spread and like fasten him. Like, who, you could just learn that randomly. Like you must have learned it from somewhere. I don't know how to throw a party. I hate fucking parties. I don't know. I don't know what thing about it. If I, we have a, if we have people over, my wife handles that. I don't. I, and I tell her I don't want anybody over here. Okay, I know. Party. I get that too. How do you learn to throw a party? First of all, I got enough dough that I can hire people to fucking plan a party. I don't even know how to plan a party. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't do got that it. stuff. I'm busy working. Okay. I was planning party. What a dumb question. How do you know how to plan a party? You get a wife. That's how you plan a party. And then you complain about the party. I party under protest. <laughs> like, if I go to a party, I'll go, oh, that wasn't so bad. I'm so uncomfortable with parties. And the whole time I'm just going, I need to go to bed. I'm going to get sick. It's not worth it. I'm so neurotic. It's torture. A party. I want to fight for my right not to party. What do you think of a song like that? I don't think that's going to be as big a hit. I leave my own parties halfway through. That's how bad they are. I do not like a party. If, and I hate a party in my own home. Because <laughs> I know somebody's going to fuck up my house and I'm going to have to pay for it. <sighs> People fucking wash their hands, throw the fucking uh, hand towel down the fucking toilet. You don't know what they're going to do. Clog up a pipe. Take a big shit. Who knows? How do you plan a party? What kind of question is that? Insulting. I thought she was saying. She was saying she started at the beginning. You grew up so differently than your life is today. You're not kidding. How did you learn oh to, my God. to do the things you do today? My parents had a group of friends growing up. And uh, they would get invited to other people's homes for parties. And then every once in a while, they had to have the party at their house. And my mother would go berserk. <laughs> we didn't have it. She's right. We didn't have any money. My mother would make this thing with apricots and marshmallows, like a, like a, a, a like she put toothpicks through marshmallows and apricots, and like, like it was like a lazy Susan. And my mother would work on it all day, and she'd be all grumpy and yelling at me. My father was like, uh, 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 "Stay out of the way. We're having the party." <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like everybody was at the, the stupid party and they made me stay in my room. Surprisingly, they didn't lock me in. I would sit at the top of the steps and listen in because my father would be like lecturing people about politics and oh, it was really? kind of, yeah, yeah. My father was very verbose at these parties. And then I would be thinking like, I wonder if my dad's attracted to any of the other women at the party. It's got to be, right? Well, did you see him being particularly friendly or? Yeah, there were certain women he was very focused on, but they weren't focused on him. That's for sure. <laughs> like my mother told me recently, I never had to worry about your father. I go, yeah, I've seen him. 
I never worried that they'd be fooling around with women. I go, yeah, I get it. I hear you. And most of the women who went out with me didn't worry either. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> party. How did you learn to plan a party? I never did. I learned that parties are miserable and aggravating. I went to some parties in high school, but I had to go to another community. My own town, no one would invite me to a party, so I had to go somewhere else. <laughs> and I would go to parties that I knew the women were undesirable, so I'd have better chances of scoring. That's how low I thought of myself. And then I'd get there, and sure enough, the women were not attractive. And then I learned how unattractive I was because none of them wanted me. <laughs> and I stood there and smoked cigarettes, so I'd look like I was busy with something. Parties are not fun. You know, if you're the prom queen, they're fun. No one was looking for me at a party. Get invited to any party. Party. I learned in high school I was ugly to ugly people. Like, I'm in a room full of ugly people and no one wants to go out with me. This is ridiculous. I'm out of here. You are so bad. You know who loves parties? Like Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and Cher. They have a good time. Dakota Johnson loves going to parties. Guarantee it. Party. Too busy to have a party. Right, Robin? <laughs> right. That's right. Busy with this show. <laughs> uh, this is kind of uh, random. There's, um, I wonder if I should get into this. There's so much to get to. So many people on the phone. What's going on? Yeah. Phones are like packed. Yeah. Everyone wants to talk to us. All right. Quick. Uh, Kevin, you're on in New York. Hi, Aaron. Yeah. I, I was listening to the radio show the other day, and they said that Ed Sullivan wasn't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Of course not. The fuck wants him in there? Well, what the hell? He had, he had the Beatles and, and Elvis. Yeah, Presley but so what? Well, he's yeah. a radio announcer. Do you think he's better than you or not? Ed Sullivan? Better than me? Ed Sullivan was a stiff. Guy looked like he was dead. Yeah, but he was before his time. Okay, and then another thing. I, I just heard on the radio that Drake bet a million dollars on Kansas City. No shit. I, wow. Wonder what he, how much money do you get back on a million dollar bet? I don't know what the payout was. Hey, a friend well, he, of mine he, told me that if you went to get Super Bowl tickets at the last minute from a scalper, they were uh -huh. selling for $40,000 a seat for good seats. Is that true? That could be true because I saw prices like the ticket price was like $9,000. Wow. Drake bet $1.1 on the Chiefs to win. That sounds dangerous to me. I don't know, Drake. I that don't know how much money. Crazy. Yeah, that well, he sounds was, crazy. Yeah. He was a big loser. He, he had a, a streak of like 60 in a row that he, he picked the wrong team or six in a row. So the, he, uh, the jinx got broke or something like that. But, well, whatever. But I, I think right. Ed Sullivan on Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, man. Well, I guess he had the Beatles and Elvis on and stuff. But I don't even know. Broke. Yeah, maybe he should. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know, think Howard. he, Let him in. he uh, what? Gary. Howard, that guy just introduced people. You interview right. people for hours on end. Yeah. I didn't learn anything from Ed Sullivan. 
is producer. He had on whoever was popular. Yeah, some guy matter. booked the Beatles. Not Ed Sullivan. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Now, here's the Beatles. And it was like, you know. I didn't know. Looked like, the guy was like in a coma. A Beatles. <laughs> uh, this is a weird story. Apparently, I saved a woman's life in Detroit. I mean, I saved the life of a woman in Detroit, but I don't like to talk about it. Was this um, a recent thing or did no. this happen when you lived in Detroit? Chris Wilding found a video of a woman named Liz Curtis Higgs, which, by the way, I do know Liz Curtis. Liz Curtis was on the radio in Detroit. I was on in the morning uh-huh. and she was on in afternoons and she was a very good announcer. She was, uh, you know, she had a real good voice. You know, she was a good, good rock and roll DJ. Okay. So I do remember her, so there must be some truth to this. She's now a Christian motivational speaker and author of more than 30 books, including a best-selling series called Bad Girls of the Bible. I guess she got all religious. Wow. She claimed in an interview that I saved her life back in the 80s when I was a disc jockey in Detroit. Here's that interview. No. Oh. Mm-hmm. Of course, yes, I remember this. <laughs> yes, this is absolutely true. My guest today remembers a time when shock jock Howard Stern told her to clean up her act. She says it's a sign of how far she's fallen. Speaker and best-selling author Liz Curtis Higgs is with me today to tell her story. Liz, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, first oh, of all. Always a blessing. Thank you for having me. And I have to say, what was going on in your life that Howard Stern is telling you to clean up your act? And he was right. I really did need to. I just hadn't hit bottom yet. Um, anybody who's traveled a road like I traveled, and this is this is some years ago now. We're going back to 1982. Mm. Um, when I just, I had gone in that downward spiral, just down and down. It was all sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It's all the stuff we did in the 70s that we thought were just fine. It was legal. It, well, okay, not all of it was legal, but, <laughs> but there were a lot of lids that were flipped off in the 70s of things that were suddenly okay to do, mm. or we thought they were. And so I ended up in the bottom of that pit. Howard did indeed find me one day. We worked at the same radio station, and he found me at my desk doing a line of coke. And he said, oh, Lizzie, you've got to clean up your life. Mm. And he really meant it. But I I hadn't hit bottom yet. And so um, when I finally did, um, not too many months later, um, God sent two amazing brand new Christians into my life who just loved me into the kingdom. How about God sent you Howard Stern? To uh, anyway, uh, well, yes, God Robin. Sent um, you first, and then he sent these two Christians. <laughs> this is complete it, the job. Evidently, the reason this is such a great story is because I I think people think I'm Satan and that I couldn't possibly yes. have saved someone's life. But yes, I do remember. Um, as I saw her over the cocaine, cocaine, <laughs> I knew she was in trouble, and I remember I I prayed to God that she'd be saved and. And then I saw her overdosing, and I stabbed a Narcon needle straight through her chest, and I saved her. Uh, it was very, very... I don't like to talk about it, you know. She's not the only one I've saved from drug overdose. Uh, it's very, very upsetting. I, I don't think I can go on with the show. Uh, I, I also saved one of the other DJs in uh, Detroit. If you had worked at this radio station in Detroit, you would be on heavy cocaine as well. <laughs> Wow. We were all junkies. Mm. Wall-to-wall junkies. No, I. you want the truth? I, 
I, I remember Liz. I remember her being very nice. I don't remember ever seeing her do a line of coke and saying, Lizzie, you need to get a hold of yourself. But if she says it, Maybe must it be happened. true. Yeah. yeah. I do remember I had to stick my finger down her throat and made her vomit out 12 <laughs> lewds. That I do remember. It was very upsetting. Uh, th- you know, it's funny back then. I didn't know, I didn't know she had a drug problem, but. That must have been right before you left. I wasn't there that long. Was I was there nine months. 82. Yeah. Yeah. That's pr- we, yeah. we met in Washington, man. Yeah, must have been like the day before I met you. <laughs> I saved her life and then went on to your life. <laughs> I don't even think I was in Detroit in 1982. I think I left Detroit in 1981, honestly. But, hey, why why quibble about, hey, I'll take it. I saved someone's life. Yeah, I got to I gotta think about that. I thought she was like, 82 seems late. Because 82 was NBC. First of all. I'll tell you about that radio station. We were paid so little. I don't think anybody there could afford a line of Coke. Honestly, I knew there was one guy there who was horribly. I do remember this. This guy was horribly addicted. One of the DJs to um, cough syrup. Oh, that's what he was downing. Yeah, he was on the air. He had his girlfriend there with him. And I remember walking into the studio and he was playing a record and slugging cough syrup. And so was she. And I had never seen anything. I didn't even know you could get high on cough syrup. And I was like, what the fuck? Cough syrup? I fucking hate the taste. But they were hitting it heavy. And then, you know, then he'd open up the mic and do his little thing. And they get right back on it. Like, I, you know, I'm pretty sure I had to tell the whole station to clean up their act. <laughs> you were constantly saying that. I think anyone who worked at this radio station had a problem because, I don't know, man. It was a very depressing Detroit was depressing. The radio station sucked. We were fourth among four rock stations. I think in one rating book, we had a zero. I'm not bullshitting you. Like, no one knew. Like, the people didn't even know we were on. And it was a good signal. Couldn't blame it on the signal. WWW, Detroit's W4. Yeah. Worst call letters. Everything about the station blew. It just sucked. Like, we were playing rock music, and obviously we played it shittier than three other stations. How could you be so bad? Yeah. Uh, there's four stations there. And I moved there, and I was, and a guy named Dwight Douglas told me, do not move there. <laughs> Don't go to that station. I go, but Dwight, I'm in Hartford. It's, it's the number eight market in the world. It's a big jump for me. He goes, Don't go there. It's a loser. I said, I'm going. I don't care how much. At least I'll be in Detroit. The world will respect me. I'm on the eighth largest radio market. Boy, was he ever right. What a shithole. Oof. Big mistake. Big mistake. But, you know, led me to you, Robin. What do you know? That's true. I guess you had to go there before you met me. Yeah. Save that woman's life. Maybe that was your whole purpose for me. I was like, yeah. Give me another case. Give me Robin Quivers. I'll I'll save her. She must be on something. Yeah. Straighten you right out. Anyway, 
she's going around telling that story, and I don't have a problem with it. Uh, since leaving her, the radio station, she's leaned into supporting women in church. She regularly speaks out about the bad girls of the Bible in a salacious way. Here's an old, oh, okay. I don't care. I mean, good. I'm glad she's happy. I remember her being very nice. She was one of the nice people. So. And I like being a hero in a story, although I'm pretty sure it's not true. I, but maybe I would. Well, maybe I just don't. said that if you yeah. actually saw her doing that. Yeah, maybe I did. It's not a bad thing. Lizzie, get your act together. Stop with that <laughs> cocaina. Try some of this. Cocaine. Cocaina. Down to the ground, cocaine. <laughs> Here's a tape of when I found Robin in Washington, D.C. She don't lie, she don't lie, cocaine, cocaine. I guess the moral... Right, honey. Cocaine. Yes. All right, Robin, thank it's you. cocaine. Yeah, we got it. Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah. I guess the point of the story is I was there for the lowest part of Lizzie's life. Ever since uh, that moment, she's <laughs> gotten much better. Hey, Reed, you're on the air in Virginia. Did you say Reed? Yes, Reed. Okay, sorry. Hey, listen, Reed. I've got a quick question. Got, got a quick question for you. Why? Do you think Sticks has never even been considered for the Hall of Fame? Come on. You know why. No, I really don't. I, I, I really grew up listening to their stuff, and I just, I'm just i always curious. There's all these other artists that get on there, but Sticks has never even mentioned. And Tommy's exactly. been on your show before. I know. Nice guys, Sticks. Yeah. Talented guys, but, you know. I don't see you. Uh, no rocking out there, too, man. They're still so good in concert. First, uh, first bad company. Then we'll worry about sticks. How's that? <laughs> I mean, they don't even mention bad companies. Why isn't sticks? Mojo Nixon died. I know. Yeah, he, I saw that. Yeah. He was on Sirius XM. He was, uh, he had a song, sort of a hit song. Elvis is everywhere. Do I know yeah. that song? Elvis is everywhere. I don't. I, I don't either. There were a couple of songs, and I was like, I don't know any of these. I guess he had like a novelty songs or something but uh he worked here serious he died last week at 66 years old yeah. cardiac event on the outlaw country cruise where he was the host and a performer you don't want to die on a cruise well you know he had just mm -hmm. performed they said he gave a rousing performance that night oh yeah and then yeah they found him in the morning i guess gone uh, we, I know when we first came to Sirius, I heard his show and it was really good. He, he just was one of these guys that would rant. And I, I, I even went to him and I, I hope I have this story right. I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I went to Mojo Nixon's people and I said, Hey, would Mojo like to be our general manager? You know how general managers in the old days of television used to come on and go, and now a word from the general manager. Yes. And they, they would make yeah. like a one minute announcement about how we have to help the community and blah, blah, blah. 
I thought it'd be funny on our channels if Mojo Nixon was the fake general manager and would make a minute speech. And I don't know what happened, but I thought it would be funny to have him on. Mojo Nixon. He was a funny guy. I, I used to hear him and I thought he'd be cool on our stations, but I don't know why he never got any anywhere near reality. Mojo Nobody Nixon got his name. Give gave you an answer, yay or nay? I don't remember, honestly. Okay. But I feel I could have saved him like I saved Lizzie that day in Detroit. <laughs> Mojo Nixon got his name by combining two things he thought should, shouldn't go together. He got famous for writing rockabilly songs about celebrities like Elvis is everywhere. Don Henley must die. Ooh, that's severe. Yeah. Debbie Gibson is pregnant with my two-headed love child. That sounds pretty funny. Well, he just was singing that. Yeah, I I thought I misheard it, but I guess that's what he was singing. <laughs> he uh, started DJing on Sirius XM in 2005. He was best known for his show Loon in the Afternoon on Outlaw Country Channel 62. Also hosted Mana, Fall, Destiny on NASCAR Radio Channel 90 and Lion Cocksuckers on Raw Comedy Channel 99. Mojo wow. Nixon. There you go. Prolific. Uh, there's an interesting story about that. Don Henley Must Die song. Um, I forget when it was, but Don Henley was in the audience of his show one night. Oh. And somebody told him, you know, Don Henley is in the audience. And he immediately started singing Don Henley Must Die. And don't let him and Glenn Fry get back together. And Don Henley joined him on stage. Wow. And sang with him. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And he had then a sense after, of humor about it. Yeah. Then after mm. uh, that happened, Mojo uh, did a version of, I think, Hotel California. Wow. In 2017, Sirius XM video profile about Mojo Nixon. Mojo described his outlook on life and what he wanted his legacy to be. Okay, I'd like to hear that. We should be happy that we live in the greatest country in the world and we have more freedom than anybody. We shouldn't be walking around afraid. You know what we should be doing? We should be opening new go-kart tracks out on the edge of town. In fact, one that has a loop-de-loop in it. And in the middle of the loop-de-loop will be a barbecue stand. Look, I just want to be a tiny piece of the great American crazy myth. Not the story, not the story that they tell in school, not the story that they tell, uh, you know, in the movies, but the wild, crazy, free nut job on the outside of town story. That's that's what I'm drawn to. Not the greatest clip to remember Mojo Nixon, but there he is. All right, pal, rest in peace. There you go. All right, I'm getting tired. I didn't play that phony phone call. I didn't get to the meetup, which I got to play you. That's a crazy scene. The meetup? The meetup, yeah. That's where um, most guys who go there modify the uh, size of their penises and testicles through permanent silicone injections. Oh. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking of getting into that. Really? Yeah, I'm going to have a big hog. <laughs> you know, I'm getting closer to the end. And when they bring me into the mortuary, I want them to see this big giant thing between my legs. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's basically guys you, trying to look like Drake. You really don't. You want to be a dead person on a slab with somebody 
Yeah, I want. I want. I up and putting you in a. Suit. No, I don't. <laughs> but what's my choice? I don't want to be cremated. Even if you're cremated, they clean you up. Really? I don't want anybody seeing me naked. Be, just throw me in there and burn me up. Don't mm. don't touch me. Stop it. We're going to touch you plenty. <laughs> you're going to be touched, honey. You uh, wait. You're going to see. Well, uh, I hope I don't know anything about it. Well, now you know why I'm going to be putting silicon into my penis to make it look bigger. <laughs> <laughs> I've accepted that I'm going to be touched. All right. I did have a phony phone call with our Patrick Mahomes impersonator calling a psychic show to predict who would win the Super Bowl. But we've run out of time. I'll do it tomorrow. That's all. Okay. You know? Because I want to hear what the psychic said. Yeah, it's the stupidest phony phone call. It's funny, though. Everything, All our phony phone calls are stupid. And uh, let's give somebody the last word. Let's see. Johnny O. All right. What's up, Johnny O in California? Hey, now. Howard. Hey, now. Hey, I was surprised. You guys noticed that they were showing Taylor Swift pounding alcohol in the uh, Super Bowl yesterday? Yeah, Richard said he liked seeing Taylor Swift chugging a beer. He was happy about that. Uh, you know what, Howard? You know, Nate's brother should have been his wingman, and they could have got Taylor drunk and then somewhere took her somewhere to get married without a prenuptial, and then he'd be set. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, nothing better than a... Forced marriage. There you go. Johnny O. A marriage Boy, you don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I wonder what's going to happen with those two kids. Are they going to crack like from I the said, pressure? Right now, she seems very in love. Very in love. You know, he's a, he's a pretty successful guy. That's the thing. You got to so he going to be willing to get married. That's going to be the thing. Well, you know, I don't know. He's how old is it he? Depends. Have we ever I don't determined? Know. He looks old though. He looks a lot older than the other dudes on the team. With that well, big he mountain was, beard. He's close to retirement. He was there before Mahomes got there. I think he's like thirty three or something. Thirty four. Yeah, thirty four. Okay. And so they you know, there was questions as to whether, you know, he's coming back for the three peat. He announced that. Right last night that yeah that'll keep him around he's not going anywhere but you know he's getting toward the end of that career as far as he's concerned yeah i mean uh it's a it's really an exciting thing the only thing the only problem is he's got to decide if he wants to like you know settle down so to speak because he could get a lot of hot chicks and she's got to decide too you know i think she seems like she's all in on him, but, you know, she's been known to change her mind and see some weird, oh, yeah. like, you know, if he's kind of like got bad breath or even like a stinky ass, you know, she could, she could really kind of bail and let's face it, she doesn't need him to support her and all that. So, and he, he's not guys giving are, her a life, right? She's got her own life. That's what I mean. Like she's trying to get out of town or leave her parents home. And guys are weird. Like, uh, guys can be superficial. Just get, you know, one stinky day or like maybe <laughs> Taylor didn't wash that thing or you know, he's out the door. 
That's how guys are. It could be something that simple or, you know, she could put on 10 pounds and, you know, they're boom, goodbye. But, you know, you it's know. just like you said about The Bachelor. This is all, you know, she's on tour and she's rushing back. From, That's exciting. You know, these crazy concerts of hers and he's in, you know, working his way toward the Super Bowl and they're, you know, following each other around, having trouble seeing each other because they're both so successful. You just don't know. Yeah. You know, you look at me like like I was desperate for a woman. I remember one time I was making I got the, I got a chick who was interested in me and good looking, too. <laughs> and we're making out. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, this is great. And then I smelled her tits. And I didn't, I didn't like what I smelled. I didn't even, I, I don't know if it was her, you know, something wafting up from her vagina, but I think it was just her titties smelled. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was kissing those things and we were pretty much on our way to, you know, doing the, doing it all the way. And all of a sudden I went, Oh, oh, I have to go. Like and me, I'm desperate. I mean, not many women were willing to do that with me. And even I was like, you know, kind of fickle. I, I was like, holy mackerel. This is, I, I'm getting dizzy here. It was like a gas leak. I don't know what was going on, but it, the chemistry wasn't there. And I bailed. Me. I didn't bail a lot. You know, something had to be yeah. really wrong with you for me to bail. But I, even I was a little picky. So you never know with dudes. You know? Like, I, I really tried hard to overlook that stench. But I couldn't. Yeah, but I think that in order to marry somebody, I think you you have to really care about them, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> We're not yeah, even sure. Of course sure. you do. <laughs> 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 no, of course you do. You really yeah, have to that's, You know, so you would have gotten, you know, all those things would have to be out of the way. You've gotten yeah. beyond that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, Rob. All so right, I don't well, anyway. know if he's feeling like, you know, she's the girl he wants to hang out with all the time. We'll see. Yeah, you don't know. She could be annoying. He could be annoying. Yeah. He might be really stupid. I don't know. <laughs> Like, you know, like Taylor Swift could be like, oh, God, he fucks me great, blah, blah, blah. But Jesus Christ, sometimes I'm talking to him. It's like you're talking to a fucking moron. And that's it. And then, and then party over. Right. You know? You know, they could be some... completely different in terms of how they want to spend their time. You never know. You got to have some quiet time to figure all that stuff. Absolutely, Robin. <laughs> and it hasn't been quiet since they got together. You know, it's weird, like, like I, you know, I looked up on the internet, so, like that girl with the smelly tits, uh-huh. she's married to a dude, you know, like, of course she is. yeah, he can put up with that. You just got to, that was <laughs> your thing. It wasn't a yeah. thing, the right, thing, right. it was your yeah. thing. I guess so. I was beside myself. I was like, I have an opportunity here. I'm I mean, and, and like, it'll be another year before I get another opportunity. <laughs> They'll get this close. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, beggars can't be choosers is the old expression. And I was definitely a beggar. Imagine being rejected by me. Excuse me. <laughs> you, you, know, smelly. And, you know, I was kind. I was just like, oh, you know, I don't, 
I have to leave. I realize I have. I had nothing to do. I mean, I I remember it was a lot of me, like kind of like, hey, you know, let's not move too fast. Me? Oh, you're saying? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah, can you imagine? I'm saying that. (laughs) All I want is people to move fast because they might wake up and realize that I'm, you know, I'm a loser. Yeah. Well, anyway, we have to get going. Uh, Robin has an appointment, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, no. All right, He's all right. I'll be... <laughs> oh, it's the famous actor Nick Nolte. What's up, Nick? Hi, Howard. I love stinky tits. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. <laughs> yeah, see, a lot of guys... We got a lot of guys like that kind of stuff. I want titties that have been left out in the ocean for 12 days. (laughs) (laughs) Zippity doo dah day. Titties that stink are my fucking jam, Howard. (laughs) You sound like a pirate. (laughs) Give me some titties and give me some stinky booty, too, Howard. Shit uh, on hey, your tits until I come. Uh-huh. Well, you were Howard, the, Yes. Truth be told, I fucked that chick with the stinky tits. Shiver me fucking timbers and let me jizz on some tits, Howard. Uh-huh. Nick Nolte, uh-huh. you were the uh, sexiest man alive, 1992. Did you know that? I knew that, Howard, and secrets between us. I was fucking titties that reeked worse than a grave. (laughs) (laughs) That was the secret to my Oscar, Howard. All right, thank you, Nick. Gee, Nick sounds horrible, I mean. Uh, Yeah, that voice has been kind of gravelly for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, there you go. Hey, so we'll be back tomorrow, and uh, we got a lot to cover. We didn't, you know, we spent a lot of time on the Super Bowl. I, I just figured that's what people want to talk about. So, you know, tomorrow we'll get to all this other stuff I have prepared for uh, your listening pleasure. We'll be back. Bye.